What's up, everyone? Today on the podcast, I'm going deep with my friend Candace Hill. Candace is an incredibly talented actress and filmmaker. She was once a part of a religious cult. After deciding to break the cookie cutter mold and follow her true calling in the arts, she came back to performing. Her recent films have been Love and Bloom, Swimming for Gold, and Hood Safari. On the pod, we take an introspective look into her 25 years of experience in the industry from expectation to finding the power within through exploration in all aspects of the art form, her new experimental art house feature, and so much more. Without further ado, please welcome the lady herself, Candace Hill. You're now about to go deep with Dan Good. But it is good. It's finally good to have you here, Candace. I know. I'm so sorry. It's taken me, what, well, it's been months, I think. Yeah. I think I may have even contacted yes. you like a year ago or two to come on. I said to Matt before I came tonight, I'm like, I feel so bad. Like I've just cancelled on Dan like the last sort of three times we tried to organise it in the last <laughs> yeah. couple of months. And then I was like, actually, I think he asked me a couple of years ago. <laughs> Hey, you're not the only one, believe me, but it's just like that. You get projects come up. I mean, it's the nature of the beast of the industry we're in, right? Totally, yeah. But it's good that you've been busy. That's why every time I'm like, don't worry about it. It's all good. I'm glad you're getting work, you know, like and everything. So Yeah, it's just uncanny how things, when it rains, it pours and it it all happens in the same week or, yeah. yeah. And I felt like that was a lot of people at the start of this year. Like a few people that I had like, yep, yep, I'm keen to do it. Let's go. And then all of a sudden, like literally the first episode I was trying to do of the year, it was like three or four people were just like, oh, I got this, I got this, yeah. I got an audition for this. Oh, yeah. man, I'm so sorry. And I'm just mm. like, it's cool. It's good. Yeah. It's good to hear everyone's busy. There's a lot of work coming around the industry in Queensland. Yeah. It does feel a bit busier. I mean, the last few years have been pretty quiet for obvious reasons. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it feels like there's change in the air, which is nice. That is, is fantastic, yeah. Well, there was a lot of projects coming here over at the back end of COVID though too, mm. right? Like a lot mm-hmm. of opportunities coming up because yeah. Australia was one of the few that were mm. actually like kind of open and yeah. yeah, filming. And I think we got a few projects because of that obviously too. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of people getting breaks like um, with the TV series and things like that that we're shooting here. And yeah. I mean, you, I obviously I did a little scouting and looking <laughs> on your IMDb lately. And I mean, you've, you've been in a few like bigger things that have come here too, like the feature films, right? Like uh, Swimming Gold, was oh, it? Swimming for Gold. Yeah, yeah. Swimming for gold and love and bloom i saw yeah, that and you're actually in the trailer straight off the bat I as know, well that's pretty much the whole that's all oh, i, I mean. wanted that part yeah because <laughs> it went to australia straight away and i'm like hold on a minute she's yeah, playing an american literally, show yeah i'm the first opening five minutes and that's it um yeah no that's a great little uh not little production company decent size production company um jaggy entertainment so yeah. i scored a gig with them on swimming for gold and then uh, they just moved up from Sydney and so I just kind of befriended uh, Steve and a couple of the staff there and, yeah, kind of been on a crazy ride with them, learning a lot about the industry and and obviously auditioning for, you know, their films when the roles come up. Yeah. So I've done three, I think, for them in front of the camera. There's one that um, hasn't been released yet. They've just done the final I think it's actually just been finished. The final cut. So the yeah. colour and sound grades have all been done. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, but I've also worked in crew with those guys as well. Oh, and I cool. shadow directed on one of them. So they're kind of trying to get me down the directing avenue, which yeah. I'm open to. Um, so, yeah, I was really fortunate that that kind of carried me through that COVID period. I also did a couple of commercials that were covid based, I guess, like yeah. white lady funerals and something else. Um, and yeah, so I guess I was 
I was probably one of the lucky ones that got to do a little bit of stuff during that dry period. Yeah. I remember seeing your RACQ add on quite a bit. Oh, I had to fight for my rollover for that one. Oh, I did like, you? you guys, you didn't pay me. Um, yeah, so I was I was pretty fortunate to be honest. I mean, you know, it's funny because like during that time I actually felt like, I don't know if you felt similar, I actually felt kind of relieved because I was Everything like, Everything slowed oh, down for a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't have to hustle and I wasn't missing out because everyone wasn't doing anything, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was kind of grateful for the break in a way and then the work as it came through was just a bit of a cherry on top. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of people said that, right? Like mm. the, everything's slowing down, got a perspective of where yeah. you were at with your career or whatever it was that you're actually doing. Yeah. I mean, I personally didn't stop working the whole time, so yeah. I didn't really get much of a break. Yeah. I, I kind of, you know, obviously I feel for the people that, had a lot totally. less of circumstances and things like that. But I would have liked the break. That would have been fun. Yeah. Well, see, my other half, Matt, he's a builder. So, like, that's what I do when I'm not acting. I work in our business. So, yeah. technically, we didn't take a break from that. Okay, yeah. Um, That was pretty full on, actually. Yeah, well, <laughs> they, got, they got really busy, right? They got really busy, but yeah. we all lost money. So, it was a fake boom, essentially. Okay. Um. So and we, materials were really hard to come by and it was expensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we had like a bunch of fixed price contracts, which is why a lot of builders went under. Yeah. Um, I know it's not acting talk, but no, anyway. no, that's fine. But yeah, yeah, that's what happened. That's what else we were dealing with during yeah. that time. And um, it was really actually terrifying for us. Yeah. Yeah. It, we almost lost everything. And there's a lot of companies that went under. Um, so, yeah, we didn't get to stop in yeah, that regard. Okay. But I yeah. guess mentally for me as a performer, creative, um, there's always like this sort of never-ending, I don't know, sense of like I'm not doing enough and I should be doing more yeah. and I think that was put to rest during that time. I gave myself permission to just not even think about, you know, being creative for a bit yeah. and then out of that I started writing actually. So that was cool. I'd never thought about writing. I had thought about writing but not seriously and I never gave myself the time to do it. Yeah. Because you're so focused on the acting side of things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just life, you yeah, know. You yeah. just get busy. It with gets pretty overwhelming. So much junk. <laughs> yeah. It's a, yeah, so, yeah, it's a funny feeling like the, oh, I'm not doing enough or, mm. and then you start to, like, if you're on the socials a lot and you start to see people getting things yeah. along with the time. Yeah, that's a funny reaction. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel the same way. Media. I've, I've yeah, gone more and more away from it a lot. And it's, it's tough because you, I mean, maybe not so much for the acting side of things, although that plays a part in influence as getting gigs mm. and yeah, I know, taken so, away from actors a lot of the times, which uh, that's a mm. can be a touchy subject, yeah, for people that work really hard on mm. on to get these <laughs> gigs and get these auditions, then you're missing out to someone who's never acted in their life and they yeah. just uh, got a bit of a following. But yeah, it's a funny thing to take away from it, right? Mm. I, yeah, I mean. It's hard because like for something like this, I'm trying to promote the podcast and get people to listen, you know, or watch mm -hmm. it. And that comes with social media a lot of the times. Yeah. And I've just, yeah, I used to be into it a lot more. And then I just more and more, I found myself pulling away from it and not feeling great about it when I go yeah. on. I'm lucky if I go on and scroll for like, a minute or two yeah. now and I'm like, and so I'm seeing the same person, you know, yeah. just stuff pop up and I'm like at that and then I'm like, ah, oh, I'm out. Yeah. As soon as I get that feeling, I'm just like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I do that today. I um, I don't know why I picked up the phone. I was actually doing pays <laughs> and then I picked up, I was like trying to find maybe someone's birthday or something, I don't know, and then I was like just started scrolling and I was like, ugh, what am I doing? And I just, and then I saw someone post like 
an announcement of a gig that they've just booked and, you know, you know, and it's like this weird dichotomy for me of like, I'm not jealous when other people get work, like I'm moved beyond that. But I think there's a way when you're an artist or a creative um, to celebrate your wins without with being more mindful, I think, of your peers. Yeah. And I think that's what I struggle with. I'm just like, do you have any idea like how kind of arrogant that looks? Maybe you could be a little bit more mindful. And I just go, ugh, I hate this industry. And then I just like just put the phone down. Yeah. Because it's just people are so desperate to be um, approved of mm. and, you know, in, in that plight, I guess, there's it leaves a trail of destruction. Like, like yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's a really hard thing to balance to be able to celebrate your wins but also be sensitive towards the fact that someone else who is probably happy for you might struggle with the way you deliver the news. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's my plight with um, social media. I just think people become so self-involved and excited for themselves, which isn't a bad thing, but we forget to be mindful. Of everyone else, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's often that, that they are the people that are like your peers or whatever that are following you, right? right? It's just all acting yeah. people like, you know, family yeah. and, uh, and and friends, normal friends, I'll say, with yeah. putting that in a way. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's those ones that are following you and seeing that and you're like, oh, God, like, you know, it, you, you could go another way about it. Yeah, there's yeah. definitely a few people that, uh, yeah, do mute. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. you, but that, mute. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's a handy thing for yeah. exes and, uh, <laughs> and people sorts. that annoy you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a funny thing because you're always, you feel like you got to, I remember when I first started out in the industry, like that was a thing and you actually kind of got gigs because of it because people saw you were busy. And they're like, I oh, I want them on my thing, you know. Yeah. Oh, they're getting this and this and this. Oh, oh, I think that'd be great for, yeah. for, for for the thing that I'm writing or producing or whatever yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's funny that, yeah, you actually can pick up a bit of work that way. But I think, you know, the cream rises to the top, obviously. And if you put the mm. hard work in and you, you, you know, you know just as well as I do, networking is a huge part totally. of this um, thing. But yeah, there's a way to go about it and uh, strumming your own ego or whatever you're looking for <laughs> in that realm is, um, yeah, sometimes can Teach put people off too. Yeah. I'm probably not very, I'm probably could be better at it. I, I'm all for like promoting um, projects. I think like when, yeah. like, so when work comes out that I've been a part of that I'm super proud of, I try and promote the project and go, this is awesome. Look at what these guys made Yeah. Um, and try, you know, celebrate the collaborative um, part of yeah. filmmaking or whatever it is that you're a part of. Um, so it's not so narcissistic. It's not I just guess. me, 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 yeah. look at what I did. But I mean, you know, I'm not perfect and and everyone's just doing the best they can, I guess. Yeah, so. I think so. And you mature and you learn, you know, with age and as you go totally. on and, you're like, and you start moving a different way. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's but just yeah, I feel like social media has definitely made me um, insecure, um, it's made me, yeah, I don't know, really second guess myself because when it first started, like Facebook, <laughs> I didn't have a stuff in my face, but like, because I was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. But I got a Facebook and I remember like the whole idea of it in the very beginning was awesome. It was like you could find people that you went to school with yeah. that you didn't have phone numbers for and you could like get in touch and like show your lives, you know, like in a really kind of wholesome, authentic way. And I felt like the premise of how it started was so pure and yeah, awesome. Yeah. And I was all for that. Yeah. And then it just became this whole other beast. And yes, yeah, so I think it's trying to 
use it in a way that like there's still so many benefits for me like in people that I'm in touch with that I love that I talk to mm. that keeps people in your world um and I guess just trying to have a healthy relationship with it and muting the people that trigger you or yeah following the things that feed you yep. and not necessarily make you feel insecure yep. so no, I feel the same way. That's I've my had lesson. A, yeah, no, I've had a similar relationship mm. with it as well. Like it was awesome to see. Like you want people to be doing well. You want them to get totally. gigs. Like it's awesome to see that, like progressing in their careers and everything like that. But mm. yeah, it just turned into just a juggernaut of information overload sort of thing and stimulation in certain totally. other ways. And now it's just like all marketing, isn't it? And it's just ad yeah. driven and it's just information. It's boring. And, yeah. just, ugh, boring. Yeah, it's it's a shame. I remember when they changed the Facebook algorithm, like, and you used to see um, uh, everything like an order as that would be posted. And now it's, you know, just the people that mm. it's so curated towards, mm. you know, they try to trigger in on Targeting. everything. Yeah. And I used to like going through <clears throat> and set, you know, like, and going, oh, yeah, okay, I've already seen that. So, yeah, sweet, yeah. I've done my dash, like, yeah. that'll be off. But now it's just like I'm seeing the same thing after the same thing. Yeah. And then 10,000 ads, and I'm just like, eh, uh, I mean, I think it makes you appreciate the real world and the, the world that we live in though a lot more and you get out in nature, you know, where you connect with people. Mm-hmm. Like this is why, I mean, it's one reason why I started the podcast because how often do you really sit across from someone know, else for like an hour and a half awkward. or two hours? <laughs> is it? <laughs> My hands. Yeah. No. <laughs> Anything that makes you feel comfortable. Yeah, you've already got the slant lean back yeah. to the side. <laughs> I'll relax into it. Yeah, that's it. But yeah. I mean, you know, like it's mm. such a valuable thing. Like how awesome are those kind of connections that you mm. make with people and you have some of the most amazing conversations when you're just one-on-one, totally. on one, you know? Yeah. And um, that's what I sort of try to bring back with the whole thing and and especially with other performers as well because usually when you catch up with people, you're on set and there's yeah. a million things going on. It's such a different vibe when, as you know, when mm. you're on set, it's another world from the one we totally. live in basically. Yeah. And it's just, everybody's just so heightened and it's amazing and it's fun. Yeah. And it's a huge adrenaline dump as well. And yeah. then when you go away from the project, you like feel a type of way about everything and yeah. you're just like, oh... You know, but yeah. you sometimes, and then you don't see those people for a long time or maybe, you know, mm. ever as well. So, and that's where the, I guess the socials come in and you see what they're up to, like also yeah. you're getting that project and stuff like that. But I mean, you said something before, like you celebrate the collaborative process that is, you know, filmmaking and everything mm. like that. And it's, it's probably one of the most special parts, I think, of the art form, right? Is just yeah. that whole everybody coming in with, with their own skills and mm-hmm. like their visions with everything. And then you, it just, turns obviously as you know to such a different thing when you're on set like sometimes you know you you, you know that character you're like oh yeah I know it inside out and you go to set and then the director's got a different way mm-hmm. and then you're bouncing off that other actor and it just becomes this whole different thing yeah. and, and lives in front of you and it's, it's just amazing yeah it's it's great I um I did a project just recently which got posted on my socials. <laughs> but I actually was like, go over to this page to watch it because it's got a lot of Is swearing that in Safari? it. Yes. Yeah, and I, I, was wanted, like, I was looking for it. I'm like, where's the link? You didn't tell uh, me what the link was. <laughs> no, because, I mean, it's brilliant. Jake Moss is this amazing guy. And actually, like, the, even that just came so left of centre. And I'd been doing a lot of meditation. I, I meditate and journal and do a lot of um, different things to kind of I guess, manage my mental health and mm. and just day-to-day life, trying to make sense of life. Um, and I had really been feeling a sense of like something's coming left of centre, like, and just say yes and 
I was like, okay, didn't mean anything. And I, and there was all these things I had an opportunity to be on a reality show, which I got quite far along in. And I said, just said yes. I was like, mm, don't want to do reality, but okay, left yeah. of center. And then um, a friend of mine, Jake Doak. I don't know if you know Jake. I don't think He's so. He's a no. bloody legend. Love you, Jake. Um, anyway, he reached out to me randomly and on social media, yeah. as a matter of fact. <laughs> it has <laughs> and, its benefits. Oh my God, I'm going to be eating my words by the end of the night. Um, and he was like, hey, there's a really cool project that I'm producing and working on and I think you'd be great for this role. And so I was like, oh, okay, I'll have a look at it. And it's funny, like I don't say yes to everything Um particularly as I get older, like my time and my energy is worth something. And so if it's not paid work, then I, it has to tick a few boxes, right? So anyway, I read, I read parts of the script that I needed to read in order to sort of say yes or no to the project. And I went, whoa, she's rough. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I think it might be in me somewhere. It is. It's totally in there. Um, Anyway. And I said, okay, I'll go meet the director. And what do you want me to prepare? Nothing don't prepare anything, no audition, nothing. I was like, okay. So he's like, I'll just vouch for you. I was like, okay, cool. So I go to um, meet the director and he's actually a painter, like he's a visual artist and just the most, one of the most inspiring people I've ever met. And he reminded me of a younger version of um, an Australian director that I had just worked with. His name's Colin Buds. And he's a painter as well in his spare time. And I was just like, just talking to this young guy, Jake, was like, it was like I'd met Colin, like, you know, back in his in 20s. Form, like, it yeah. was amazing. Anyway, so I was just so inspired by him and we just talked about life and the story and the character. And at the end of it, he goes, yeah, okay, so um, do you want to do it? <laughs> so that was my audition. Yeah. Anyway, and I was like, yeah, I think I do. That'd be cool. So we, I get the script and... Um, yeah, it's like nothing, it's not really my castable type. It's not something that would come through my agent or a casting director ever because it's just not what I would fit type-wise. Yeah. Um, and so I relished in the opportunity. But what I loved so much about that whole experience is that he was just about storytelling, making art, um, like just all of the things, like being truthful and authentic and all of the things, I guess, that pulls us to storytelling and filmmaking. And it was so satisfying. And here I am in the middle of nowhere, like so stupid hot. Like, you know, those days where it's like 30-something degrees, the humidity is so thick. Just in your face, yeah. Like, and the sky is like grey, like it's about to crack open. And I'm in like PJs and like the biggest, fluffiest, pink, warmest, like, what do you call it, bathrobe. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I fucking love this. (laughs) I don't know. It was just something about the whole experience. It was so magical. And when I think about it, it's because I knew like, I knew a lot of the people that were working on that set in different capacities that um, they would normally be working in. So like they're all actors or, you know, in the industry in some way or form, but they were wearing different hats to usual. Yeah. And I thought, this is what I love because, you know, I'm an actor but I'm also writing and I'm currently producing and about to direct my own feature, which is very ambitious. Um, and he he and the team just inspired me so much. And I was like, oh, that's right, this is why I do this. I just I love being around people who want to tell a story. Yeah. 
and and it's not about anything else other than just being really truthful about that story. And I think the kicker for me was when we filmed a bunch of scenes and um, it was the role I was playing was someone in his life in real life and he showed it to a bunch of people and they were like, oh, is that so-and-so? And they just picked it straight away. Yeah. And that to me was so gratifying just to be like, oh, thank you. Like, I don't know, just, yeah, and that's why we do what we do and yeah. obviously I'd love to do that and earn a shit ton of money as well. <laughs> just putting that, <laughs> that out there. That would be really nice, universe. Um, but, yeah, I think it was just that collaboration and then in the down times when you're just hanging out and getting to know people and, like, Jake was, Moss was so inspiring because it was like we wouldn't talk about industry stuff. We'd just talk about life. Like, okay, we're, there's, like, five of us sitting around waiting and, like, so different, like, as far as every demographic was represented. And he's like, so what's the thing if you said it out loud that would get you cancelled? I'm like, really? Is this safe? Like, and he's like, there is no judgment in this room. And so we all just was like, we were just saying things that, yeah, that might get me cancelled. People might not like me if I said that out loud. Like, that was brilliant. What? And so, anyway, so Jake, if you ever listened to this, I freaking love you. You're so inspiring. He's now over in Barcelona painting and he's doing like an artist residency in Barcelona. Wow. He's amazing. He's like, so I'm just like, how cool that I got to meet someone like that. Yeah. Just through this collaborative experience. Yeah. 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 So cool. And what what was that um, a way of bonding or letting go or just embodying things when he was getting you to say, the cancelling thing or, or whatever? Like what was the, was it just general conversation? Oh, no, it was just us hanging out. Yeah. That had nothing okay. to do okay. with anything. Okay, it was anything. just a laugh. That's what I yeah. mean. I love yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, we did, we just did some crazy shit where we all yelled at each other and like lots of Fs and Cs. Yeah. And because like, you know, I try to kill my son in the thing. Like it's pretty fucked up. Pretty full on, okay. It's really full on. Yeah. Anyway, and so we've just done like these crazy ass scenes and then we've got to wait for the sun to go down so we can shoot night for night. And so we're just sitting on the couch, just wasting time and just, yeah, yeah, just hanging out. I was just like, this is so refreshing. It's it's a funny thing. It's cool because you feel so comfortable around these people that you don't You've even never know. Met. Yeah. I know. That is cool though, right? It's it's amazing. Like that that that's was not in every industry. Well, it's the, I remember when I first started out, and it was like you felt kind of accepted or you were in your place where you could actually be free and say what you wanted to do and do what yeah. you wanted to do and people were just like, I feel cool, you, man. man. Like, let's yeah, go. Cool. Like, And it just heightens from there. And it's just, yeah. yeah, I think that is one of the amazing things about the industry that when you find your people, you know, yeah, your tribe, right? Totally. And, and when you feel so discluded in normal life mm. maybe or not quite fitting in like everybody else or what have mm. you or you can't say those little jokes or those inappropriate things <laughs> and comments that yeah. you know you want to. But when you do have yeah. that freedom to express yourself like that, it just, yeah. you feel, yeah, embodied and mm. empowered within whatever it is you're trying to discover about yourself. Mm. Yeah, that was a really cool experience. What's the film about then? Are you allowed to talk about it? Um, it's about his childhood, but it's also fictional. So it's set in um, Woodridge. So anyone that lives in Queensland knows that Woodridge is a little bit rough. Yeah. Um, and it's about a young boy that goes missing. That's probably without giving up yeah, away giving anything. Yeah, giving away too much, yeah. Um, yeah. It's that, I don't know if you end up seeing the trailer. No, I didn't. No, it's no, no. It's so 
my God. He's just I will watch such it though, a yeah. master. He's just super creative. And I just felt really inspired. So from that, I had been toying with an idea of like making my own, like I've made a short film before and then um, another friend of mine was like, you know, you should just make a feature, just do something. Here's all my cameras. Here's all my gear. He's a producer. And I was like, all right. So I just came up with an idea and it's, yeah, so it's in it's in the works. We shoot first week of May. Um, and I was umming and ahhing, umming and ahhing, and then I worked with Jake and just saw this process and how, like, they just kind of just did it. They didn't make a big deal about it. It's like, yeah, we're just doing this thing. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to make some art with some friends. Yeah. So, you know, it, I don't know how it's going to turn out, but, like, <laughs> It's going to be cool. Like we're all going to get to like make something. Again, it's that process of collaboration and like I've got some amazing people that have said yes and I'm just like, really? <laughs> is, is it that good? The idea is cool. They're like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Just I just went off track then. Yeah, no, 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 it's, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I also do that a lot. Sorry. <laughs> It's beautiful. That's what this is all about. It's an oh, open form podcast. Edit. Uh, what were we talking about? Well, we were saying, so you kind of transition from, you know, that feeling that you got from doing Hood Safari and mm. being around those oh, people yeah. and then you've gotten the collaborative it's process and you just, yeah. for lack of a better word, said, fuck it, I'm just doing it yeah, and I'm it, going well, it for it. It just really inspired me, I think. And I, I wonder if that some people are probably just born like that. You know, like I feel like Jake's someone that's just born like that. He's like... I don't subscribe to, like, the norms, the normal, pro- like, he, you know, didn't finish art school and didn't finish film school and here he is, like, making a solid name for himself and making some incredible artwork, um, film, paintings, whatever. And some people are born like that and then I think others of us find that along the way. Yeah. And I think for me, for a long time, I had really... Well, I don't know if they're unrealistic expectations. I am a dreamer. I still am a dreamer. I still think, you know, um, that there's even bigger opportunities that await me in acting. Yeah. Uh, I think you have to be in order to do what we do. I think there has to be an element of For sure, yeah. dreaming and a little bit crazy Yeah. Uh, until you do it and then everyone's like, I knew you could do it. <laughs> You're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, thank, you thought I was yeah, nuts. thanks for it before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but what I've been kind of getting better at is taking charge and um, trying to find the joy back in it all again because I think for a while there it was all about I just need to make money from this, like I'm good enough to make money from this and and that's what I should be doing. That's what I want to get paid to do. And yeah. I think that's fair to go on that journey because there's a lot of people out there who do just act and get paid to just act. Yeah. Um, but when it doesn't happen for you, you know, like it does for others and in that kind of big way, I I think there comes a point where you want to take control and I got sick of waiting and also I got sick of like trying to please everybody, mm. all these casting directors who are just not looking at me for whatever reason and not because they don't like me but I'm just what I have to offer isn't needed right now because of, diversity or because of COVID or because of whatever, like who cares? So rather than sitting around and moping about that, what is a story that I can tell that's still relevant and worthy of being made or told? And so I just kind of started, yeah, taking charge and going, all right, well, I want to tell my story. 
And, you know, and I was in a weird culty Pentecostal church through my 20s. I was married to a pastor. And I was like, that's a fucking great story. That is a great like, story. And it's, it's being slapped all over the media, like yeah. the media meter at the moment with like Hillsong and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, so I, you know, I wrote a pitch document for a TV series based on my life. And then I um, had a meeting with a producer and they were like, well, let's come up with some ideas where you can play the lead in these in the film. And I'm like, okay. So then I, you know, came up with a few other ideas and they didn't go with any of them. So then I said to my old mate Cameron Hurry, who's brilliant, uh, hey, we should write this idea that you and I thought about. So then we wrote a feature film. And then my other friend, Bianca, was like, hey, we should write about this. This is a really cool idea. So just started doing that. Um, and that's somewhat fulfilling. Like yeah. going, oh, I'm just doing things that are creative and whether they grow legs and go somewhere, which would be fucking amazing, or even if they don't, I just I did that, you know? like Yeah, but you're taking charge once again. Yeah, you feel you feel empowered, you feel more in control. It's um, fulfilling to actually, it's probably a story that you always wanted to tell or something totally, that you have like yeah. organically building up inside totally. you that maybe you just need to let out or, totally. and let, putting yeah. it into the creative space into something that you love to do. Yeah. Is the amazing part about it. Yeah. I mean, the message is when you peel it all back in all of them is I am enough. <laughs> so that is like the message that rings true. Yeah. In every, every even the action comedy genre, it's like, no, I'm enough. Like that's the through line, which is obviously something I'm trying to prove to myself yeah. in my life always that I'm enough. Um, and that's hard to come to that conclusion in an industry that constantly rejects you. I mean, even today I had a phone call saying that I didn't get a role in a theatre gig that I had a call back for. Yeah. I got an email back from Paramount basically saying, thanks, bye. <laughs> I got, uh, found out someone else got offered a role in something that I auditioned for. Like it was literally like three or four, like I guess, rejection yeah. in inverted commas. Um, that was just today, you know, like. It's just a, yeah, just a normal You know, day. and just to be like, I'm resilient. I'm enough. <laughs> um, that is probably a lifelong Pursuit. journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that's why you started out in the industry in the first place? Oh, I don't know. I, I've always performed. So I was one of those kids that, you know, from primary school was in musical theatre yeah. and theatre groups and singing groups and all that sort of stuff. Um, I don't know. I can't explain it. It's just something that I feel so alive because it isn't something that everybody can do. No, of course like, not. Like I remember um, back when I worked in retail and I got like a day player role on a film. I can't remember what. might have been that Swimming for Gold one. Yeah. And... And it was such a silly part. Like, Are you good for it? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, okay. Sorry, um, I'm drinking. <laughs> Do you go to the toilet? Yeah. No, I've gone, okay. yeah, okay, two good. or three hours before without going. Oh, wowzers. Drinking on a podcast, yeah. Hectic. Yeah, um, got a bit wild, but yeah. Um. Yeah, and I remember, so the day before I was at work in this retail store, the day of, I mean, it was the most physical comedy role I've ever done. I've loved it and lived for that shit. And I was just nuts. So I was like, I kind of felt like Jim Carrey, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I was like living my dream. And then the next day I was back in the retail store. Yeah. And 
rather than being all blue and like sad about it, I was kind of like, huh, yeah, I can act. Like, I can sell you bed sheets and I can act. And not everyone can say that. Just like, oh, yeah, I just life, worked yeah. on set yesterday. Like, yeah. who, who, you know, that's just not normal. So, um, yeah, I don't know what it is that, like, got me in in the first place. I just think there's just this nothing compares to, like, to becoming somebody else, doing something else that you don't normally do in your life. Mm. Or that you're not allowed to do. True. Yeah. And then making people laugh is pretty great. Uh, or making them just feel in general is great. Like if just they cry because yeah. of something you did, like yeah. that just feels good to be able to make people feel. Like yeah. I think people are so numb and I don't know, just always loved it. It's always been there. Um, and even when I was involved in the church world through my 20s and I felt like it was kind of taboo, like I switched all of that acting stuff off. Because, you know, I had a weird belief and not that anyone told me I couldn't, but I guess it was more like, well, I can't do that because I'm a pastor's wife and like I shouldn't swear and I can't kiss somebody else and da 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 you know, all of that sort of religious junk, I guess, that comes with that territory yeah. in the world that I was in. That's not everyone with belief systems. Um, but even in that world, like my husband and I at the time were in charge of like the music, the creative arts department. So like I was pulling together musicals. I was like producing back then, I guess, stage managing, producing, leading worship, creating, you know, plays, Christmas things, Easter things. Like I was always doing it. So I feel like there's just this creative storyteller inside of me that's just always found a way of coming out but in different avenues and do you think like because you were maybe oppressed from letting those things go when you were in that previous relationship or mm -hmm. what you were in? Yeah. The yeah. Well, I remember we, um, so we were married for about 10 years and it was around the 10 year anniversary that we actually went our separate ways. And, but before we did, we'd kind of left the church world and we moved into state to try and work on our marriage and we ended up right back in a big Pentecostal church and like same patterns all over again because, yeah. you know, that's what he wanted. That's, you know, and he's to this day is still in that world with his now wife and kids and that's what they wanted, you know, that's what he wanted. And um, it's just not what I wanted. Yeah. And I remember when we moved back from interstate, I, what did I read? I read The Artist's Way, um, which is an amazing book by Julia Cameron and, that was a turning point for me. I would have been in my 20s and I was just like, I need to go study acting. I just wanted to do it as a job before I even met him. I wanted to move to Sydney and then I met him. We got involved in church and kind of my whole 20s was spent in that world. And um, this book really did just make me realise it's what I wanted. So I went to acting school. I just did a two-year advanced diploma in the city in Brisbane and my final, one of my final pieces was a piece from a play called Mud and I had to do this scene where I had to kiss this guy. But the guy I was kissing was like the gayest man you've ever met. Like yeah. <laughs> he doesn't kiss women, you know. Yeah. And his boyfriend was sitting in the audience and my husband was in the audience. Anyway, we had this big like ridiculous like comedic kiss, like so big. No one kisses anyone like that. <laughs> yeah. It was stupid and it was a big stage kiss anyway. And I remember he was so upset with me afterwards. Like 
you know, like he was, I had cheated on him basically. That's what he felt like. I had cheated on him. And he was like, you never kissed me like that. And I'm like, no one kisses anyone like that. Like, that's <laughs> a thing. Yeah. Also, he's so gay. And that would have been so gross for him, kissing me. Like, at least I kiss men, but he doesn't kiss women. Like, yeah. <laughs> come on. Which would have just add to the whole I theatrical know, like, performance yeah, of it all, yeah. yeah. So I don't think I was ever born out of a rebellion. I just always, always wanted to do it. And I found ways to express myself within the world that I was in. Yeah. But I do think that... Um, I mean, as soon as our, our marriage kind of went its separate ways and we were, I was no longer working in the church realm, I mean, I was involved in a musical straight away. Like I was, you know, rehearsing and that was where my life went, you know, as soon as I had time to myself. So it's just something that's always fed me. Um, but as I get a bit older, I think I am going through a midlife crisis. <laughs> Can, and my therapist can confirm. <laughs> she was the one that actually said it at my last session. And I was kind of like, yeah, that's probably fair. You know, she's like, it's a bit early. I'm like, well, yeah, I guess. I feel like I've been there for about 10 years. Um, I, not that I want it less and less, but I'm not as desperate for it. Yeah. As in like I could probably happily just watch movies now forever and be like, oh, well, I tried that once, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just, but it's funny because other people perceive me as like a total hustler and so driven. And I guess I probably still am. I'm just not as fast as I used to be with it and not as busy as I used to be with it. Yeah. But I guess I, I mean, I'm still writing stuff and I'm still making a feature film next month. So exactly. I guess You're, I'm still doing things. I think you're just channeling it more into I what think, you actually yeah. want to do maybe. And then it's funny how things just come to you when you sort of mm. give up there. Not, I think not it's, give it, it up. it's the letting go. Yeah, I the think. letting go. I the letting go is huge. It's just, everything. Yeah, I yeah. really have. And the same with like now when auditions and stuff come in, it's like I just don't care like I used to. Like I care about doing really good work, but yeah. I also understand the odds the chance of actually getting a callback, let alone landing the gig, yeah. is so slim. Mm. So I'm just going to enjoy myself and then I'm not going to care after that. Yeah. And I think that's actually the secret because that's when I do my best work. I think so And too, that's yeah. usually when I book, you know. Yeah. When I, yeah, so. You just roll in, do your thing, have fun with it. Totally. Okay, that's done. Yeah. On to the next thing, yeah. whatever. It'll be cool to get it, but whatever. Totally. Yeah. Like, I mean, I got a callback for this crazy car ad uh, last week, week before. And like, I did the tape and, like, also it's that whole frustration of, like, fuckers, like, it's such such an interruption of my time oh, yeah. to tape and you probably asked 200 people to tape for this role yeah. or more and you probably won't even watch half of them. Mm. This is for TV commercials, mind yeah. you. Like, I know casting for a film is very different. And I've had to, like, shuffle my plans because I've got, I've got 24 hours to do this. I've got to set up all my stuff because it's an office ordinarily. Then I've got to put it down. Then I've got to cut it all together and then I've got to send it off. Like it takes hours by oh, the yeah. time. And then if you're helping other people or you've got to rope someone in to help you and so then, you know. Which you're is gonna, most of the time, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. like because your partner generally doesn't want to do that shit Or they're just yeah. waiting for the thing <laughs> and there's no yeah, eye contact like, or connection. Yeah, yeah, they sound like robots. <laughs> um, and so I, I was like, that will fucking do. Like it was so bad, like. I, it just wasn't great. And, and like, then also you don't know what they want because you're not in the room and they're not directing you or they're not on Zoom and they're not directing you. So you're just yeah. like, well, that'll do. Sent it off and, like, 
the second scene that I had to do was way big, but I was like, you know what, can't be bothered. Just done one take, that's it, send it off. And I just wrote when I uploaded it, um, hey, it went really big, but I guess you can always pull it back, whatever. Thanks, guys. <laughs> like just just like because yeah. I just, whatever, the chances are slim. And then I got a call back <laughs> for Zoom and I, yeah, and what they directed me to do, in the Zoom was 100% the opposite of, of what, what I put on did. the tape. Yeah. And I was just like, cool, go figure. It you was, went for it and they still and then, called you And back. then I just let it go. Yeah. And then I think more than ever, like I used to always say, if it's meant for me, it won't pass me by. Now I actually like really believe that. Like when, so when I got the call today about that um, role that I, that I want, that I wanted to do, it was like, you know, a theatre gig and a director that I really wanted to work with. And they, the way they auditioned was just cold reads. And um, so you couldn't really prepare anyway. And I didn't know the play. Um, and yeah, they were like, you were so beautiful. You're a great actress, da, 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 da. But someone else just came in and it was just theirs. And I was like, you know what? I get it. Yeah. And as much as I wanted to do it, it didn't land on my lap. So it's just not mine. And so something better is coming. There's a reason. Yeah, for sure. And I think I've just gotten better at that yeah. like as you do yeah. the more what, things are tested the right the more times you yeah. get rejected as well or the more times you get used to True. the scenarios and you get your hopes up and you don't mm. get it you're like you know I kind of understand it plus when you're on the other side of the table as well mm-hmm. and you're producing or you're casting mm-hmm. things then you really do realize when someone walks in the room and actually you're 100%. just like I didn't actually even quite see it being yep. played that way and that's it right there. I mean, there was mm-hmm. three or four other actresses that were amazing and oh, would, would have cast any other day, but that was it. And it's not even about who's the best actor. It's yeah. like you, we all have our own energy and essence. And, yeah, someone can just walk in and be like, oh, that's the person. Yeah. So, you know, I think the more you understand that, um, the less you try as far as not not doing good work but trying to make things happen you just can't you can't make anything happen and the camera doesn't lie and you can see those certain things the desperation of it all and and because everybody's like that when they first start out right and even I mean I'm sure even the natural I mean there is naturals that are just like amazing totally but you try so hard and you're just like I want this you Mm -hmm. know like you get like especially big things that you get like a little bit part or something and you're like oh my god if I get to work with this director or even get to be on this set as cast like this is it. My career yeah. is going to oh take God, off, I'm you gonna, know. Yeah, you yeah. just wait. Yeah. Oh, this is my breakthrough moment. Yeah, look out Instagram. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it really is a thing, eh? And, I, and it's something that comes with maturity and age, right, mm-hmm. I think. and Or just the reps of doing this so many times over so. with the auditions and everything. And and it's, it's funny you say that about the, like, writing the feature and stuff mm-hmm. yourself. Like, I'm kind of going through somewhat Are of you? a similar thing. Yeah, for especially with the realization as well of what yeah. you're speaking about, I think. And and it comes with so many ups and downs in the industry. And, and um, yeah, just the... I think it's also like, because you put so much energy and the blood, sweat and tears into everything. And it's like, before you even get the role, as you say, yeah. the... I got to drop everything that I had organized. I had this dinner with mm-hmm. my husband or whatever, yeah. you know, or family thing or yeah. whatever it is. I've got 24 hours to get this in. I got to shoot mm-hmm. it. I got to try and con mm-hmm. someone in. Well, not con someone, ask yeah, someone yeah. to come and help <laughs> me with this. Like last minute, they've got plans too, yeah. but they get it yeah. because they're in the similar position sometimes and you know you hit yeah. them back in the same way. See everything out, do the takes. Oh, yeah, I think I'm okay with it. I used to do so many takes sometimes. Oh, really? yeah. yeah, you know, like, and, well. and, and yeah. you're like, 
Yeah, and then you got to go through all those takes again as well. Mm. And then you're like, by the time it's midnight and you've seen, you know, yeah. 10 or plus takes mm-hmm. that you've done. And I like three of them, but three yeah. of them are so different from the other one. Oh, what one do they want? What do they choose? What <gasps> what do you feel is the best? Yeah. Like, and that you're most natural in. Mm. But you get so, you get better with it. 100%. Yeah. And now, like, I had a girlfriend help me the other day and I said, all right, two, three tops. Yep. That's it. And I usually find it's either my very first take or the third. Yeah. Like, like I'll only ever do three. Yeah. Um, and if I get it within the first two, I'm like, I don't need third. Because, like, you just, unless you're going to make some drastically different choices. You're just doing the same thing. And, it's you, you're yeah. you, yeah. right? Like, so you, what you're doing, you're, you're just bringing a certain energy and an essence to a role. It doesn't matter if you make, I mean, because they can direct you. Mm. What they're looking at is, does this person to find the essence feel of the role? Yeah, like what we're looking for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, can you do the accent? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, accent thing. You Make sure good... you hit your R's if you're doing an American accent. Yeah, you've got a good American <laughs> accent. You've got a few things on that reel that I yeah, looked at. That that's good. Yeah, US, I know. Yeah. yeah, it's it's funny that and in some of the biggest stuff as well that you've mm-hmm. done seems to be American as well, which is yeah. quite interesting. And it, that's what I laughed. It was like. A film like clearly an American done for American audiences, but coming to Australia and you did the oh American role in it, I like know. the one of like two or three I that know. are actually American. I was just yeah. like, would you look at that? Yeah. So that those guys are doing a lot of sort of, I guess, their hallmark esque vibe. Yeah. Um, the rom com sort of mm, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which is few and far between these days as well. Those kind of films. Oh, well, here there's a huge market for them. So yeah. I've actually been like, maybe I should go to Canada. Because a lot of the stars that they get out here are the female leads because they're cheaper than the male leads, motherfuckers. There's still so many um, discrepancies. Anyway. Yeah. uh, Anyway, they get the female leads usually from Canada. And so, and they're women that work in this genre and have very healthy careers in this genre. Yeah, okay. So I was like, maybe I should go to Canada. Um, So, yeah, so maybe on the cards. Um. I probably want to do the last role I did with these guys. Um, it was a decent role. I think it was about four days on set, which is kind of cool. When when the feature film, the whole film is made in twelve days, <laughs> it's nuts. So that was a pretty sizey role. Um, so maybe I'll step it up to like number one or two on the call sheet by the next one, and then I'll head over to Canada. Yeah, that's if I'm still acting. I don't know. Don't know. Don't know what life looks like from here on in. Yeah, I looked at Canada for a, a few years back because I saw it growing. I, I could see what was happening mm. with um, a lot of the productions, still big productions, but going to Canada for mm. the tax breaks and the benefits yes. why, like, obviously some here. of the American ones come here, yeah. um, which is great yeah. for us and everybody that gets work from it and mm. the crew and everything. But, yeah, I saw that happening in Canada quite a few years back and I was like, oh, that, mm. you know, and whatever it was that held me back from I'm yeah. doing that. And then Probably I saw Probably fear. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> That's going what holds me back, by yourself. Yeah. 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 Um, and doing that thing. Um, but I know a few people, a couple of people from here have done it recently and back mm. then as well. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm assuming they had some sort of success. Some of those people yeah. I sort of did mute on my oh, did social. You? Yeah. It was just for, Happy for you, mute. <laughs> yeah. But for a lot of other reasons, though, too, sure. as well. But, um, but yeah, it did seem like the the sort of thing. But obviously, the whole pandemic stuff just mm. threw a, a spanner into all the works mm. of everything. And there has been a lot of stuff come here, so it's yeah, and apparently there's more of, coming. Yeah, I hear. Yeah, yeah, you hear a lot of things. Don't you? I know. I'm like still waiting. 
<laughs> boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was- I mean, there has, yeah, I think definitely over that time, like there was a lot of the series that came here that wouldn't mm. have. And I know a lot of people that did get opportunities yeah. and little breaks and stuff like that, which I'm sure you mm. did as well, um, whether it be Sydney or here as mm. well. And that really helped. And you're like, because yeah, it really is, it's just, it's so tangible it's almost just there and it's just one of those like roles or a bit part in something like that in the series and then all of a sudden you see them on two or three other things working it like you well it's not unfortunate it's just the way it goes but it's like you got to prove yourself that you're on you know you're cast and castable and you're on set and once you've done that and I mean how many people keep getting recurring things and even maybe they're not the best going around but they've done one thing and tested yeah, yeah that's and that's it kind of holds the weight over like the talent and yeah, for sometimes sure. and it's kind of like gatekeepers, if you will, a little bit too mm-hmm. sometimes as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just from the outside looking in and taking yourself out of it mm. that it kind of looks that way sometimes. And the and you know, like the big, bigger films that come here and they have the bit part roles and it's always like this person and this person that's been on like 10 different yeah. series over I the... I mean, it's, it's, there's so much nepotism in this industry. Yeah. Like, I mean, everywhere, it's everywhere in life, obviously. Um, but a lot of it is just about building good relationships yeah. and yeah, being, you know, tried and tested and, and being known to be reliable and responsible sure. yeah. and, you know, yeah, we, we know that we get that person on set, they can do the job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it doesn't mean, yeah, there's not a whole lot of risk being taken with a lot of new talent. Yeah. Um, I feel, you know, but, and it's like people like you and I that, take the initiative and, and other friends that we know that start mm. making their own productions mm. that know great people and talented people and put them on, you know, I mm-hmm. think that's something to lean into like that. Mm. And I feel like the independent game is going to be so much more stronger for that again. And, and you know, because it is so, so many big budgets and the CGI and all this that come with it. And it's like you or I can't afford to fund a production no. like that and get, and it's pretty damn hard to get backing for that as mm. well. And, and obviously there's incentives and it's great what Screen Queensland does and other things but and and while it's uh it's great that it's been really inclusive to different cultures and things like that now it's sort of gone you know a little bit the other way yeah yeah yeah. yeah. and and it's like it's awesome like I just want to see everyone have a go but I I really do feel like the best person should be in the role a lot of the times right like it's just no matter you know race creed whatever's going on like like because it it shows when things are placed you know placed in there for it like I mean I think it was definitely time. Um, I mean, I hate saying for diversity. Mm. It's just definitely just time to be like showcasing how we live on TV and film. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it did feel a little bit token. Like, mm. um, and I even have friends who are of different race and colour and they would be like, oh, I'm just the token cast. And I'm like, that's really sad. Like, one, that they feel like that. Because then I feel like, like, you know what, guys, the pendulum didn't swing. Like, it just feels like, um, just feels yuck. Like, we'll bring it over here for a moment and just hold it. Does that person actually genuinely feel like I got the role because I was the best person for the role? Like, I feel like that feels like that would feel like a ripoff. And I I guess that's where some of my friends probably have felt a bit like that. And then on the other side, it's like, well, I've got um, a couple of people that I know who have had incredible opportunities that they probably would never have had. Yeah. And I'm so happy for them. And you just got to take it by the horn. Totally. And I, yeah, so I definitely think it's time. I think it's probably going to just sort of settle into be our new normal. So thank goodness. It'll neutralise. Everything always does eventually. Because that's like you look around the neighbourhoods where we live and we work and it is so colourful. Yeah. 
So it was, it was time. I just think um, like everything in life, there's always knee-jerk reactions to cover up what we haven't been doing, you know? Yeah. And so I think, you know. And what's popular now and like what gets me. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. So I think, you know, um, I, yeah, I mean, it's definitely made it. I, I, I can't really speak to it because I, there's just no guarantee that if like, um, the whole swing towards like, you know, diversity and like kind of, um, going overboard with making sure we, you know, represent everyone and every gender and every, you know, sexual preference, whatever. There's no guarantee if that didn't happen that I would have been any busier. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it just had to happen. And I'm kind of stoked that I was part of the generation where that happened, you know, yeah. like, and yeah, because there's no guarantee that I would have worked more if, you know, the whites were still, you know, front and center. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, it's like, it, it, it happened. Uh, life is colorful. It should be represented everywhere. And actually, like, now when I like flick on Netflix or Stan or whatever, I love that, like, there's so many different series now. Oh, yeah, there's where so much. People of all colors and cultures and beliefs and, are like being represented in like full series of like second and third seasons. And yeah. it's like, and there's no whiteies in there. I'm like, fuck yes. How yeah. good is that? It's awesome. Like everyone's yeah. working. And you learn stuff about cultures that you wouldn't have known if you weren't around it. And like little people who want to grow up and be actors one day or performers or just aspire to be something that they're watching on telly are inspired by someone that looks like them. Well, yeah, they that's, can. They're like, I can do it. Like I, I, before there was no North Star to sort of focus exactly. on. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I guess too for me it's like, well, you know, if I if I wasn't um a part of this kind of era, then maybe I would never have discovered that I can write and maybe that I would like to direct. And, you know, like I just think, yeah, yeah, we just have to be ever evolving and adapting. Yeah. Um yeah, we kind of got on a tangent there, That's but fine. anyway. That's what it's about. <laughs> Preach, preach. <laughs> no, diversity is great. But that's the thing. A lot of the independent productions that I was on years ago before this is even a thing, it's always been very diverse anyway. Just like, naturally. Yeah, it's where I've grown up. Like same. in New Zealand, there's so many different cultures. Right. It's the same here as well. And it's just like, I don't know. like the Catch secret, on, networks. Catch yeah, on. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 always the powers, at, you know, the powers that will be up, up top. Like, no. yeah. <laughs> We're naming names. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, you know, They're controlling the, the narrative. I know that control media, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. But what? no, it's great, it's great that you're doing that in the independent realm. And it's like, you know, like it, it always was a, a notion of um, if the roles weren't around, you should go out there and create them for yourself, right? Or mm. you know people that are doing that and you help produce that project, even if you're not writing it or what totally. have you, because that person's really talented in that area. You're like, I love what you're doing here. I don't even care if I'm it. not in it. Yeah. Let's let's make this and I'll help you make it. And totally. you build those bonds and connections of people that you keep working with all the yeah. time. Like That's the beautiful part mm. about it. And so, I mean, obviously you're feeling pretty good? Are you feeling overwhelmed by any of it yet that you're sort of taking on? Like, uh, I mean, a oh, feature's a big thing, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, very and, did it, and obviously it started out as a as a TV series that you were pitching and then... Oh, no, this is a completely this is a different, different idea. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This was basically um, just a, a really basic idea. I started off as like, make a film that's like improvised. Do an improvised film. Let's make it black and white. 
let's uh, experiment with style. And so, yeah, it's going to be kind of a new wave, like a French sort of kind of voyeuristic, um, not like found film vibes, but, yeah, still probably a feminine movement in the camera. And um, it's very artsy. And I've collaborated with um, a girlfriend of mine who's actually a visual artist. She's a sculptor. And so we came up with an idea and then we kind of workshopped it together and it's so layered. Like, it's so cool. I don't actually really, I can't, it doesn't have a title. Like, it's got a title, but it's a working title, so I don't want to name it. Yeah, no, that's okay, yeah. (laughs) Um, After I said to you, no, we can talk about anything. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it was going to come around. Oh, hilarious. Um, I just don't want to, like, jinx myself at this stage. Um, But all I'm saying to stop myself from feeling overwhelmed is that I'm just making a really cool piece of art with some friends. Yeah. Because, yeah, it has been a pretty overwhelming experience because I don't want to produce. And I think when you're making your own stuff and you have to wear more than one hat and, like, the creative person that I am wants to direct or act, you know, I don't want to produce. I don't want to do the boring shit and, like, ask people to do shit for me and especially when I'm not paying them. It's all deferred. Yeah, yeah, So it's yeah. like, here's a contract, but I'll pay you later. <laughs> um, and we all know that doesn't well, always no, happen. Well, no, I want but to be true because yeah. I really value the arts and I, I just think, like I look at me and I've dedicated like 25 years of my life to, I studied, I've spent so much money on all the platforms that you have to be on, oh, you know. Yeah. And I just, I just, yeah, I just think that's worth something, right? Mm. Um, and so I want to value my peers because I just so believe that we should get paid for what we do, yeah. even if it's not for like a big network or a big film. Like there should be, there's enough money to go around for people to get paid to make smaller projects. Like yeah. anyway, um, so yeah, I don't want to produce, but it's one of those things that you just have to do at this stage. So, but I have noticed that when I'm talking to my cinematographer, or I'm talking to the actors, I come alive. And so that is kind of what balances me out, I yeah. think. Yeah, ju- you got a lot of juice in the tank because it is your idea and it's your thing that you're totally. creating. And once you're like invigorated yeah. when you're around these people that are going to help you make the thing. Yeah, and I watched two of my actors, there's only three actors in it, and I watched two of them um, do like this bit of a skeleton because it's improvised, but so it's meant, meant, actually meant to shoot this week. I would have wrapped today. Yeah, okay. And it got pushed a month because my cinematographer got booked on a really big gig. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's cool. Um, and so we've pushed it to next month. And what that allowed, as much as that was like so overwhelming and stressful because like I'd booked locations oh, and I'd oh, booked yeah. in light yeah. gaffers and soundies and like uh, and just everything because we were like, you know, really three good. weeks out. Yeah. Uh, what it did give me was time to really work on story. And as much as I loved the idea of everything being kind of retroscripted, so like the actors knew their character, they know their characters, they know their journey, like they've seen the storyboard, um, but there was no script. So, you know, when like you, you write a, a well, I don't know how you work, but when I write, I kind of like storyboard things yep. with post-its. And that's the scene. And yeah, then I pull the scene off. I've got that going oh, on yeah, in the yeah, other yeah. room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. That, and then you, then you, you know, you script that scene. Yeah. So as far as this got was just the post-its on a 
board and then I put that into a shot list. Yeah. And so it was just kind of a very experimental process. And I said, guys, I just want you to improvise. Like we're going to do a bunch of exercises. You're going to hang out and just get to know each other. They know what their trajectory is. They know the overall arc of the story and how their arc fits within that. So they know all of that, but that it was just going to be their words. And when it came to crediting them, they would be actors and writers. So okay. I was like, this is just cool. Again, like that true collaboration of like artistry where it's like, I don't have to know everything here. Like I just have to be a good steward of everyone's skills. Yeah. And um, so but when it got pushed, it gave us time to actually you know, script some stuff, um, which now in hindsight is invaluable because it means that there's some key scenes where things need to line up yeah. between, you know, these guys and these guys. And yeah. and so I was just like the other day um, I was with two of the actors at one of their houses and they were just sort of reading, cold reading the scripts that I'd written for their scenes. And I like welled up just like, you know, watching them just do a cold read. Um, and I was like, oh, this makes me feel so alive. So it's been a wild ride because, like, part of me feels like I've been an actor all this time to now be a great director. Yeah. I don't know if that's a really presumptuous thing to say out loud. But anyway, maybe that's my path from here on in. Yeah. Who knows? And I've just been wasting my time trying to forge <laughs> an acting career. It's, it's a huge education though and it's not it's like massive. but that's the thing, you you start delving into this road and then all of a sudden you're going to do that audition you're going to go, oh, yeah, yeah I did right. it and then so you're going to get it yeah. and then it's going to be huge and then you're going to yeah. be acting and directing and then you have more of a limelight on you and you're getting a budget and then you're actually totally. being able to do, do you know, yeah. bigger films. And, and also just like just the, creative, path. It's the path you're walking. Yeah, yeah, I think from a creative perspective, like that excites me so much because I feel like I'm so capable. I don't know about you, but it's like, because yeah. I can paint and I can sing and I can act and maybe I can direct. I'm about to find out if I can or not. Okay. I mean, I help people with their self-tapes all the time and I, I think I get really good work out of them. Yeah. Um, but I love that. I'm like, why do we have to be one thing? I feel like the society that we live in tells us we have to be this this thing. You have to be a builder or you have to be um, I don't know, a barista mm. or a barrister or you have to be, you know, like this one thing. And I'm like, why can't I be like a zillion things and like. And enjoy myself while I'm doing love it. Love it all. Yeah. Like. Well, it's because that's the structure that they've set out to build the world that we live in and it's right. gone to this point and yeah. look at what's happening in the world, you know. Yeah. And nobody even knows the gender anymore and what they're yeah. doing and they're throwing all things. You know, like, like obviously I don't not to speak on that too much, yeah. but just all these different things. No one knows where to place themselves yeah. anymore. And then you're putting it in front of a camera and you're putting yeah. it out for everyone else to judge you and tell you what you're supposed to be. Right. But that's how it, like it empowered the people up top that are getting mm. the money, you know, and that mm. are controlling all these scenarios why they're living the lives of luxury right. and doing whatever they want to do. But if that's fulfilling for you, go for it. Well, I today was just like walking along going, fuck, why do people like feel like they have to have full-time jobs and like have to own a house? Like, I mean, I've been there, done that, don't yeah. get me wrong. I had like a property portfolio oh, really? uh, back in my 20s when I was <laughs> married and had my life together, apparently. <laughs> I had like four properties. Um, and then it all went to shit and I, it's been, you know, and Matt and I have even owned property, like he's a builder yeah. and and we've sold and now it's so hard for us. To, I can't get back into the property market now. Mm. And I'm like, I'm actually like upper middle class, you know, like, and I can't get a, I can afford a home loan, but I can't get in. Um, 
And yeah, and I was just like, this is probably just where I'm at in life too because it's, you know, I feel like I'm about halfway through. And uh, hopefully because I don't really want to live faster, (laughs) 80-something, boring. Um, But, yeah, and I'm like, why do we subscribe? Like we just swallow it. Like we don't even stop to think why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. I'm going on a tangent. but um, It's true. It's, it's very true. I think it's because you see your parents do that. You mm. see everyone else around you do that. So it seems like that's yeah. the blueprint to live the life, right? nothing for if me. It's not I don't fulfilling, care then... about your fancy car yeah. or your designer wardrobe or your stupid fuck off house. Like it's all nice, but like, like it means shit. Like, <laughs> well, if you're still going home to it and you're miserable inside and you're like, oh. you're, you know, you fill yourself with junk yeah. and this and the vices and the TV I mean, and everything else. Yeah. I've been there feel, though. I've been yeah. there. Yeah, don't yeah, get me yeah. wrong. I think we all have at some point. Um, but lately I'm like questioning the system so much. <laughs> I love that. Just I love like, the way you just put that. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just like, what? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's great. Really. I, 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 just lean into it. Yeah, just I keep am. Going. I am. Yeah. And like to sound like a total woo-woo, but like my meditations lately have been out of this world. Like I feel like I'm in the stars when I like, you know, you do your breath work and whatever else and then you just sort of sit and all of a sudden I'm like I'm in space and I'm in the stars. I am the stars. Like it's just this whole like what the hell is going on? Like it's so weird. And then last night I had this crazy experience. I think I was just extremely tired but like where my eyes were kind of like I was probably just really tired now that I'm thinking about (laughs) it but like I started seeing like double vision right and I looked in the mirror and I was like oh my god it's the matrix (laughs) literally because it's just like my meditations have been amazing and it it sounds crazy but like in a metaphoric way I think that's where I'm at I'm kind of just like there has got to be more there's got, like, because I think that's also why I'm kind of thinking, like, do I really want to keep flogging myself? Like, why? Why do I want to keep flogging myself? For what? Like, so, yeah, maybe I get to go to Cannes and win an award one day. But, like, so? Mm. Like, am I happy every other day? Like, what, what will I, who will I be and how will I feel when I get to that? Will I be happy? Probably not because, like, it starts now. Like, yeah, I don't know. So it's just really throwing me and I'm just at the moment going, I'm just going to make stuff because it feels fulfilling and I'm, and I'm not putting an expectation on that or an outcome that I want to reach on that. I'm just going to do the thing and see what happens. Yeah, I think that's the best view. I feel you so much right now. It's just, yeah, it's because like you go and do these things like, oh, you should go and do this workshop, right? You should go and do that workshop. Stop doing you that. should really get in front of this person. Yeah. You should really do that. Thousands of dollars later. Oh, so much money. Yeah. And whilst it is good and people do get picked, mm. you know, do mm-hmm. get picked up and you want to be seen as well. I started to like, you know, because you know, sometimes you get nervous or what, you know, it's all different things like yeah. for this, and you get the anxiety and you're learning the script and you've got to like get it down. You're like, oh shit, I'm in front of this class of all these people looking at me yeah. and I'm doing the thing. And obviously you gotta put that out and do the thing. You got the training to do that mm. and put yourself in it. But like the amount you go through, and and, and I had to realize I, I just sort of said to myself, I was like, what are the parts that I actually love about this industry? Mm. What do I love doing? 
find wow. the love in what you yeah. do because you're paying money to go and do that thing. And it's funny because I went and did the Tom McSweeney one recently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so went through all that and even he said it like, you know, everyone was getting really nervous before they go up and we were started to yeah, call like the... Yeah, he's good at coiling that. Oh, yeah. it's, it's funny. And, and we were starting to call it like the, the Bermuda carpet. Try, <laughs> you know, the Bermuda carpet because everybody's saying, you're year. good and you go up there and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, and every, You know, yeah, just all the things that happen. And then... You know, how did you feel about it? You know, you say, he's like, I didn't even see any of that. He's just like, you have no idea of the, the emotion that was building up in me. Like, you know, and whatever it is like that. And everybody had their own experiences in that way, obviously. Mm. And, um, but he goes, oh, guys, you shouldn't be nervous. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're going there. This is what you love to do. You've been learning the script all week to go and do I this. Know, and, you should be excited. And, and I thought of it, and it's true. It's very true what he's saying, obviously. And um, everyone will take what they do with it. Mm. But where my mind went with it also was like, what I love about this industry is doing the thing. Mm. I love making films. I love being on set. I love collaborating mm. with mm. artists like that and getting those feelings, having those conversations, yeah. feeling the acceptance, if you will, or mm. whatever it is, or the, the empowerment to do what you want to do, what's building up inside mm. you, that it's okay to play those roles and be an absolute goose yeah. and just do whatever and go, okay, that was fun. Let's pull it back a little yeah. bit. But you went there, you know, you yeah. tried the thing, you felt okay and safe and and yeah. you were facing the fear and the challenge of doing mm. that. And there'll be magic in all of that as well that you capture. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. okay, let's let's tap into more of that, you know. But it's just, I think, yeah, the love and what you're doing. And that's why mm. creating something like that. And it's like, I've been writing this short film lately. And yeah. really, it's kind of, I was seeing it as a proof of concept. And really, I'm only narrowing myself because I know the budget it can take to shoot a feature film as well, though. Mm. And, and, I, and I was telling myself, that I have had this idea marinating in my mind for quite some time of this heist film. And I love heist films yeah. and I wanted to do this. But I was just like, you know, like really, this is a feature film in my mind, but there's mm. also other films that will lead on from this. And I was like, yeah, I'll do the short film because I know I can do that. I can rope these people and I can get yes. these actors in because I know they're passionate and they'll do the job and they, mm. they love it. And then maybe they will do it on deferred, you know, like we yeah. were saying about before, yeah. because you don't have the budget. You want to sink it into at least capturing it, getting the right equipment or the right people with the totally. equipment to get that. Yeah. That's the main thing, capturing the art, the magic, yeah. you know. And I was just like, and then I'm like, oh man, I think I, I can fit it into a short, but really this is easily padded, not, and padded out is not the right word. It's just giving them more characters, more backstory mm. because I'm someone that doesn't really like the short shorts, if you know what I mean. Yeah. If I'm doing a short, it's like 20 minutes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And most people are like, oh, you're not going to get into festivals with that. I'm like, do you, do you think that's my goal? Yeah. I just okay. want to make this thing yeah. like because it's here and I just want to get it out and yes. it makes me feel better. And then I get to put my friends in it yeah. and we get to make something awesome, you know, totally. and yeah, you can see it if you want to see it. But, and it'd be cool, yeah, to show mm-hmm. it off at a festival and, you know, whatever else. But like, I, I, I love storytellers, you know, mm-hmm. like they're my favorite people, they're my favorite podcasters, comedians. Yeah actors, you know, yeah. those people that are just visually like, you know, a Tarantino film where you're watching this dialogue just to and fro, so yeah. much dialogue. And you're like, anyone else that does this, I'm going to be bored senseless. But, but it's they, yeah. yeah, they do it in such an artistic direction that you just like, oh, I'm in this. They yeah. could stay in this room for this whole film. And I'm just like enthralled by it, you know. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, this is my thing. And, and so I started, um, are you familiar with the book, Blake Snyder, Save the Cat? No. It's a screenwriting book. Like Not it's really. terrific. A lot of uh, writers that I know and um, recommend this as one of like the first books right. kind of for structure and things because I have a very vivid imagination and it goes off in the clouds, which I think you yes. can relate to. <laughs> um, 
And, and sometimes it's hard to harness that. And then you start writing and you're like, oh my God, I've I'm gone on a tangent. tangent. <laughs> yeah. And it was trying to find the structure, like after doing like, a, you know, a feature with my mate who I consider a really good writer in this, yeah. in this space and seeing how he worked. I'm like, oh man, I pick up a script and I'm just like, dude, I have to, mm. you know, you want to be in this, you know, cause you're just like, these characters are amazing. Like yeah. I love the way you've done it. Um, and that obviously goes through his imagination mm. in the void and the, where, where these people get it from, but the structure to it to make the film make sense, if you know what I mean, yes. and not just be ever running dialogue yeah. that you think's awesome. Yeah. Um, and trying to cut that out is hard once it's already down on paper. So what this does, and it's similar to what you've just said about the storyboarding and everything, mm. they get you to come up with like the title and actually like the one log line for the film. Mm -hmm. So you stay in your parameters yeah. of the film kind of. Um, but also once you get to the next step, you're, yeah, you're storyboarding out the film with the scenes you definitely want in the film. Mm. So you're putting that up on a board. It's, it's catered towards a feature film. And, yeah. um, but I've, because I've marinated on this idea for so long that I've been able to get every, like, it's not even squeezing everything. And, you know, like the act breaks, you know, yeah. the first, second yeah. act, the inciting incident, the A story, the B story and the characters yeah. and how they come into everything. And, closing in, you know, yeah. and how that helps that, you know, the hero yeah. character or whoever it is. Um, but yeah, getting those scenes up there and I'm like, oh, because I've marinated on it, I've, I've got them in, you know, it's in mm. all the scenes, all these turns are here and it's supposed to be for like a, you know, a, a 60 scene um, or 40 scene feature film that yeah. I've somehow put into like a 15 <laughs> God, scene, you know. Happening. Yeah, there's a lot happening, but that's kind of cool though at the same yeah, time. Especially but, for that genre. Yeah. And then when I looked at it though, I was like, what really does this justice? The only reason I'm putting parameters on myself is is budget, really, mm. let's face it. And and then, you know, hearing you saying that and and I've the last three, four days since I've got back from holiday. Well, I got mm. back from holiday the other week, but I've had time to like think it over because I got on a really right and spiel over there, like staying up Ooh, late at night, you know, get yeah, it out. I'm like, oh, this is juicy, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I love this. And um, and like it ripped all my storyboard down that I had before I left. And then it's all up again differently, oh, you know, and it's great. just because it's, it's, well, come out happens, the right time. Right? It does, it just, yeah. You write and then you rewrite. And, then and you don't want to be married to those ideas sometimes. There's always be yeah. the scenes that you want, but it is hard to kill that stuff off as well. Totally. If you've um, envisioned it for so long as well. For but sure. yeah, it's just like the last few days, I'm like, why don't you just do a feature, man? You just can do it. do it. It's going to require a lot more, a little bit more, a lot yeah. more effort. Yes. Yeah. And like you, like I want to be acting as well in it, you know, but I'm like, I see this so clearly that I feel like I should direct it as well. Yeah. But it's like, that is a lot to take on because I will be producing it myself oh God, I and it's not scripted even as well. Yeah. So I think it's about finding a director that understands that once is actually written and ready for mm -hmm. someone to see mm -hmm. like that. Um, and, you know, just finding your person that you can do this so, with, yeah. whether it is a co-collaborative process of directing as well, because you're so, if you've written it, you you know, I mean, obviously you're attached to it, but you kind of know the vibe and the feeling you want from these scenes, which is, let's face it, yeah. a directing um, portion. And, and that's just able to sync up with a cinematographer that yeah. gets that vibe. And then they bring their thing to it. They're like, hey, this would be really cool if we did it this way. Like, yeah, yeah, it would. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. And that's the collaborative process that I love totally. with it all. But like, yeah, I just think I got to lean into it as a feature now. And it just, because it's like trying to bring, I was going to call him up, my mate, and go, hey, man. And I know the answer to these questions, like, how long do you really think like short, you know, like, is it, yeah. you know, da, 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 da. And it's like, how many characters do you think? Like, you know, you see shorts yeah. and it's, you could just do it with two characters and they're great. They're fantastic. Yeah. And that, and that is fun. But like the way I wanted to do it, it's like, 
I'm looking at 10 characters without even trying like yeah. to, to even expand it, you know, and, and I feel like the story has to be that way because there's the powers that will be that are controlling yeah. the situation. Yeah, yeah. Like you said in this, in this thing, yeah. there's like crime bosses that are like, you know, oh my controlling God, it. Sounds like the film that we've written. It, well, and maybe <laughs> this was meant to be. It's been yeah, put off for this yeah. long for us to talk, you know, and it's just um, on similar wavelengths of where we're at yeah. with, with our artistic journey and life, totally. you know. And I was just like, you know what? And and I don't think it's doing justice to those characters if they're only showing in this fleeting moment just to help the hero character, you know, yeah. in this scene. I think they need the backstory and... And when I look at it, I'm just like, this is like the Ocean's Eleven style. You know, the, the first one is always the best, like yeah. the come up, you know, and then the other ones are great after and you'll have a bit of budget to do the casino yeah. things that you yeah. that are leading into because it all leads into what the main, like the next part will be. Yeah. But the come up is always the best one. Yeah. Like, and, and how they get the, you know, the misfits are getting together. You're getting totally. your crew back together to do it. And I'm like... I'm just doing it. I just got to do it. Especially after hearing you now, I'm just like, yeah, I was already there, but it was just like, I'm like, yeah, I I feel you. We we wrote, there's one that Cameron and I have written called Clowns on the Run. And so we've written it's in its second draft, I guess. Um, And we were like, oh, right, we're ready for a table read. And then I sent it off to uh, a dear friend of mine who's so experienced and a a well-known, well-renowned director. Yeah. And like sent it off going, be gentle, you know. We were like, this is so awesome. Anyway, he came back and he's he was brutal with the feedback, um, which I'm so grateful for because I'm like, well, you actually read it. Thank you. Just yeah, um, for one, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, so, but also like, so he loved all of the supporting characters. He thought they were all really well-rounded and quirky and great and it was actually the hero characters at, and actually not necessarily the hero hero but the supporter, supporting role yeah. that it was a bit one-dimensional. And so anyway, so that, that now third draft will be basically just tweaks based on his notes. Then we'll probably do a table read. But then we were like, because then trying to pitch something to a production company who you've never worked with before, who don't accept cold pitches, right? Mm. Like a lot of them is you've got to know someone who knows someone. Yeah. And even then, like, good luck. Yeah. Um, so what we were thinking was why don't we make a proof of concept? Mm. So then we'd still get to show them the feel and the vibe. We make it a short, like, a, you know, so it does the festivals, it wins some awards, and then we go, actually, it's a feature, you know, like here's that proof of concept. And yeah. so that's actually a really smart business model then to be able to, that's so then where you still I was. Get to do it all, right? Exactly. You that's where I was at before. Yeah. 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 And you shoot your proof of concept, uh, which is affordable and achievable. Yeah. And then you try and pitch it with that as a package. So that's what we're trying to do with that one. Okay. Unless someone reads it in the meantime, I just don't know that people can read things and always like we've spent a lot of time tonally writing it how like big text how it would look like as in tone, which. Is, We've been very thoughtful with yeah. how we've described scenes and what's happening um, aside from the dialogue. But still, it's got to be the right person reading it with, you know, they yeah, don't have got, our voices in their head, you know Im- what I mean? Imagination to actually see it in front of them, which yeah. um, the money people a lot of the times don't, don't have unless someone's have. telling them yeah. that this is, this is going to be the so thing. The other thing was that we were going to try and see if they wanted to come to the table read. But again, like, we're no one. Like, unless we've got names at that table, probably someone who's head of content for a production company isn't, going to spend their Thursday night sitting in a table region. Yeah. I mean, they may. I might I might be surprised. But anyway, but I think do it. Just 
do the thing and then figure out how to make it later. Mm. Yeah, if the full story's inside you, then... Oh, it's, yeah. it's definitely there, yeah. And I've been narrowing my vision, mm. you know, to try and fit it in there. And I can see how it would still work doing it this way and what mm. you said, it's a bit, and that's where I think my mind was at. Mm. Even though I do have a friend that said to me that he wanted to fund something that is, you know, has a bit of money, you know, but you just don't know. And it's, you know, you don't. Mm. And it's like, if I go down the road of writing the thing as a feature, then I'm doing it. Like if I commit to starting to move that in direct, that Mm. direction, Mm. I'm making it no Mm. matter what, I'll make it even if it's a year from now, you know? Yeah, exactly. They've just, they've spent two years of their lives writing and pulling it together and then they shot it. I admire that too. It's like, um, yeah, one of my friends, like the first feature that Mm -hmm. I did was, um, you know, he funded it all himself, you know, and brought the equipment and stuff like that, you know, like over a hundred grand's worth of of that. But then he could make more things with it, you know, and he really just backs his... um, you know, mm. backs his, his nouse and everything yeah. that he's doing and commits to. And I just respect that so Same. much. It's That's amazing. Ballsy. It's so ballsy. Yeah. Um, and using your own money to yeah. do it, it's just, you yeah. know, when that could be, you know, it's more than a house deposit. It's like, totally. yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Um, it's amazing to see yeah. that. And that really pushed you to go, you know, maybe I can do it, you know, like it's just, and but like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's that old saying that fortune favors the brave. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Know? Well, you know, you're not a household name until, you know, you've done something until like you've that. Lost it all. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I think you just have to, like you say, like it's like we get, you get put into a box. Every, I, there's one thing that I hate about um, perceptions of people or my people mm. perceive me or what have you is like you're always put into a box. And mm. I'm like, where do you even see that? Like, like I, I'm, mm. I'm just couldn't be further away from that guy that you're saying. Yeah. I'm like, you really don't know. And then you yeah. meet the people that know, you know, that know you instantly, and you get on with like yeah. that, and your and your world and your realm, you know. And you're mm. just like, oh, thank God, I'm not so alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like they see the value in you. Mm. Um, but like people are trained down that path to see those, just the cookie cutter mm. niche of somebody, and it's just like open your eyes yeah. and look, you know, don't stop looking then if that's what's like uh, hindering you, yeah. just feel it, you yeah. know, just, just be it and just see how it plays out. You know, yeah. it's, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. I think, I think that's where art comes into it. Artists come into it is that they look at the different narratives, you know, they're actually ballsy enough to take those things mm. on and put them out. I mean, I don't know how many fantastic talented singers I know, that like, if I could sing like them, yeah. best believe I'd be putting yeah. that stuff out there, you know, like, um, yeah. and, and just, they don't even want people to hear what yeah. they, what they do. And it's for them. And I'm just like, wow, like, you know, that's, know. that's, it's amazing. And it's such a cool thing, but I'm like, people deserve to hear, you deserve to be heard and like people to say mm. what they think of it, because this is amazing, like, mm. and encourage you to do more of it. Yeah. Um, it's always musicians actually yeah. that, that I've found, um, and I'm just, but that's it is it's such a private like music can be such yeah. an intimate private thing like I just started getting singing lessons again just this year, um, which I put on hold because I was like I'm not practicing and I'm trying to make a film and then I was getting anxious about <laughs> Too not many practicing things. and then yeah I'm like yeah. that is me yeah overload all the oh, time oh I feel you <laughs> uh, overcommit overcommit um, but yeah and the singing teacher was like so you know why are you doing this? What do you want? I was like, well, I'm not going to be a pop star. So I just, um, I've always wanted to sing in a jazz band, you know, and I'd done a show, I did a theatre gig, um, Cluedo, which is sort of like an interactive 
Um, like Pluto the game, board game? It's like the board game, but yeah. it's like real life people. Right? That's it's an interactive. So you come and you solve a murder. And so it's partially scripted, but then it's improvised as well. So That's you really interact cool. with the audience. Yeah. yeah. So I did that and then they had a live jazz band. And so on the last night I got to sing a song with the band and I was like, oh, my God, like this is what I want to do with my life. Like, yeah. And so that's why I was like, oh, I'm going to get back to singing because I hadn't sung for like 10 years. I um, saw it on your Instagram, by the way. Yes. And I was, was like, so I wanted fun. to ask you about it. I was like, wow, I didn't know she could do that. Yeah, well, that was just a snippet. It's very sultry, like I kind know. of like you're embodying something different that I hadn't seen yes. Candace do before. Like, like not that we really know bluesy. each other that well, yeah. but it's just like, I was just like, that's cool. I was like, there's more of that inside. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, you could see it coming out. You yeah. could see you having fun, like as you yeah. keep going and committing and to so it more and more. I was thinking bet. about being yeah, nervous. Yeah. Like, I hadn't sung in, in front of people for like, oh, like, 10 years. So that was like, um, but yeah, there's something about music that can be really private. It's funny you say that because, um, I was thinking of the, the soundtrack and the music to this feature film. I was like, I can do that. Like, it's so funny. Like I'm part of me wonders if I'm delusional or if it's just part of being a creative being, where you just go, oh, yeah, I'll just do that. Like I'll just get on the keyboard and I'll just like, do a few chords and then I'll just, you know, do a couple of riffs vocally and that'll sound really cool over that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I yeah. just think, yeah, I can do that. I just feel like, oh, yeah, I can do that. I can do anything. It's both. It's both, I think. It goes yeah, hand yeah, in yeah. hand, yeah. So that's also what I want to do. It's sort of like I may as well showcase everything that I can do. I can yeah. showcase my writing, my directing. Um, may as well showcase a bit of singing, <laughs> you know, like, and that's, I think, the beautiful thing about doing your own projects is that there are no rules. So if you want to act in it, you can act in it. If you want to direct it, you can direct it. If you want to do your own music, you can, like, I just think that's, there's such liberation in that process. Um, financing it isn't as <laughs> liberating, <laughs> yeah, that, that, but, you know. That's the thing, yeah. Oh, um, but, yeah, I think just go for it. Yeah, that's it. I think that's, right, that's, the that's, that's the name of the episode. Just yeah, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, uh, and I think also because, you know, you feel such a, a vibe, it's such a being within you and then you're putting it to paper and then it's coming to life in front of you. Like yeah. you're tapped into the thing. It's mm. so hard to get that as an external source. Like obviously mm. you bring in people like other actors and things like totally. that. But, and, and you know if it's going to work for the project or it's not, right? Mm. And... But then, like the music thing is can change such a such a vibe for the the whole show, or you know, the yeah. whole um, TV series, or the whole mm. film, and everything like that that you that you're getting people to see. But if you're tapped into that, you're just like, no, I can feel this. It's so hard to tell a producer or totally. another musician. Although that can go another way as well. Mm. I know I worked with one on the short film I did. I got. Um, like I had a mate doing the sound, and um, I don't even know where I found this guy. I think it was. Um, Shout out to Robert Siddiqui over in <laughs> Melbourne because I think it was Facebook, like in one of the groups and I just posted around about it. And he's like, yeah. oh, this sounds interesting. You know, um, like I do this, you know, he plays the guitar, mm. he does all this stuff, but he's composed, you know, composed like all the tracks for it. Mm. And I just got onto the phone for this guy and we're talking about the film and just like straight away, we just clicked a, like oh, I knew nice. this guy and yeah. I'm just like, oh, he's, he's the one. Mm. And like he just, all the music he was just vibing on, you know, like this, it just, He's like, I, I got something for this and seen it through. And I'm like, that's it. Right. Like, you know, straight away. And I, I mean, I wasn't even the director on this. I directed some of the scenes, but that was because my mate was in it with me. That yeah, was the yeah. director. Um, but it was, just, and then he heard that he's like, 
I mean, we couldn't have even found this if we tried to like explain so, it to someone. I'm like, I know, man, this is just how the the vibe that I had with this guy. And it yeah. just, and he did the whole film, you know, and cheap, like, yeah. you know, like a couple of hundred, you know, I might have paid him 300 thing, right? bucks like, or something like that to do it. People but, are desperate to like to express work. themselves. Yeah, express yeah. themselves and yeah, do a thing. And they're more talented than what you can pay them, but it's just like, I can't, you know, like I'll mm-hmm. even hit him up again if I'm on the next thing or I recommended yeah. him to other people, you know, and it's mm. just, that's the beautiful thing I think about mm. art and about you know the industry we're in yeah. with that. It's just that collaborative process. Yeah. Right? It's just so amazing, and I want that. And that's another reason for doing the podcast is I want to put people on that have the same you know mm. the, the same thought process, the same journey, like and what they want to go through. And I think it's inspiring for other people to hear about what you're doing, you know, your journey and everyone else because yeah. they can take that on for themselves, you know. And it's just and they feel oh, okay, I'm not alone in this. Like, yeah. I, I know I can do these things that I wanted to do in the background and and maybe it won't take them the 10 years or whatever yeah. plus to, to realize <laughs> <laughs> that they can do this stuff and yeah. they should do this stuff if that's really what they want to totally. do. Totally. Yeah, no one needs to give you permission. I think because I was like, I can't direct. I didn't go to film school. Yeah. It's like you've been on sets for 20-something years. Like, you've you seen it all. up a thing or two, yeah. And also there's different types of directors, right? Like mm. There's technical directors. There's directors who are actor directors, like who bring out performance and what. Well, mm. that's obviously what I'm going to be. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's like we're waiting for permission to change lanes. And it's like, no, you can just do whatever you want. Well, the whole thing of this was as an artistic expression, but it's also the rules are there to be broken. Mm. You know, you don't know this thing is a mm. thing until somebody else does mm. it, you know, and gives you, oh, okay, maybe I can do that. But you shouldn't have permission to do that. I mean, obviously mm. there's realms yeah. that you maybe shouldn't go into, but yeah, I mean, yeah. whatever, if you want to do it, you do it. Um, yeah. You might not just get on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it might True. not be allowed, but um, yeah, that's just, I mean, I think, you know, it's a, a new frontier that you're breaking through those third mm. walls or whatever it is that you're going for that mm. we should be uh, applauding each other to do. I think so. And I think for me the shift is because I used to do all the classes and, like, there's nothing wrong. Like, I think it's great to keep investing into your craft. But I guess when I added up all of the money that I had spent on, well, studying for starters and then, you know, workshops and then different courses and like and some of them are pretty expensive and you feel like if I don't do this then then I won't get noticed you know and like and you just and, I, and something clicked and I was like all of that money that I've been spending and like quite often I don't enjoy those environments either this is where I, was I come before, away yeah. feeling really dejected and um like this, I'm not a good actor, like there's something wrong with me because I just didn't vibe with their style. That's all it is. Yeah. But like you don't often know that in the moment or for months afterwards either. Yeah. And so part of me is like rather than spending all that money coming away, not really getting anything out of it that edifies me, why don't I just spend that money on doing something that I can just do that regardless of what it looks like in the end, I'm learning during that process. So if that's making a short film, which I did a couple of years ago, and it was a flop, uh, but I learned, like, I just learned more about filmmaking and I learned how to direct actors. I learned how to direct myself as an actor, you know, because I was co-directing with a friend. And I was like, that's invaluable. So, like, rather than spending money and just going to stand in front of, a camera and do a self-tape 
Like everyone's doing self-tape classes and yeah. it's like, oh my God, I know how to do a self-tape. If someone was doing a scene work class, I would be there in a heartbeat. That's exactly I want to do scene work. I yeah. want to work. I don't want to yeah. stand up and then you tell me how you thought that that scene should have gone because you saw Angelina Jolie do it a certain way and I'm like, well, I'm not going to be like her. Yeah. Like, you know, it doesn't do anything for me yeah. creatively. Um, and I think that's been wild and that's where I've developed such a sense of self and confidence and empowerment as a creative that that's what makes me feel unstoppable so that then when I do walk into a casting room or I put down a self-tape I'm like I'm not begging for your approval like because I've got all this other stuff that I do you know like it it is just I think if I'd learned that a lot earlier I yeah I'd probably be a little bit further along the path or maybe not but maybe this, this is exactly path. where I'm meant Exa- to be I think you know? so I, th- I totally think so especially mm. hearing you say it yeah and I and I understand exactly mm. where you're coming from because that was the same thing for me I was just I was like I know it's good to do this and get in front of people and mm. and do these classes but I mean and I I, I do get a, you know get things from them that can take me better to self-taping like mm. I, even when I was halfway through doing Tom's one I had a self-take class and as I said, I usually do a few takes and I was actually able to do this one by myself. But first take and I watched it back, I'm like, oh shit, (laughs) that was pretty good. Great. I'm like, send. That's it. I'm like, I'll just do one more just to do it. And, you know, and I did probably two or three, I just Mm. did the three takes, Mm. but I already had it on the first one. And I was just like, I think that's probably the best tape I've ever put down, you know, Great. and I was just like, sweet. So I got, you know, cause yeah, you're, yeah. you're warm, you're doing yeah. the thing, you know, as well. Um, but you know, so I got other things from it and letting go of like worried about knowing the lines in a lengthy script. Yeah. That was another thing yeah, that is like an Achilles heel for me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's in my head a lot of the times too. Yeah. And it still plays me even though I know it, you know, you know, you know it. And then you do something, you're yeah. like, I get down on myself sometimes and I'm yeah. doing, it, I'm like, God damn it. You know, <laughs> I know, I know this. Um, yeah, we all do that. Yeah, I think so too. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, and, and that was the same for me. Like, the so, you know, I got better at taping. You have to get better at taping, you know, like these auditions. But I'm like, I enjoy doing the actual scenes, physically being with somebody in the mm. scene and I get somewhere and there's a thing there, you know, a tangible thing between yeah. you and it just, it's going somewhere mm-hmm. and it goes different places and, and you're like, it really feels alive. Mm. Like, and I know... I, and I can honestly say that's only happened to me and, you know, handfuls of times, yeah. you know, between the amount of times that I've done things on set. And mm. I'm like, what is with that? You know, like yeah. how did it tap into that? And I mean, it is being maybe better prepared or having better skills to tap into it yourself. But mm. I don't know, you know, like I, I I'm not sure. Again, like it really depends on who you're working opposite too. Definitely. Like are they yeah. willing to meet you where you're willing to go? Yeah. Because I've definitely worked with, I've had those experiences and I've had other experiences where I'm like, I'm so alone in this scene right now. Yeah, yeah. And then that, it's so hard to not manufacture. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, just stay, just just work with what they're giving or not giving you, yeah, you know? Yeah, Um, Yeah, and I think that's what's really lacking is so many self-tape classes, but no one's teaching someone what to do once you get the gig. Yeah. So, like, you land the gig because you did a good self-tape. Now what are you going to do? Do you know how to like analyze your script and your character or, you know, like do you just know how to carry a scene further than just like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I don't even know what I'm trying words. to say. Are you just saying words and you've got the look right for it? Yeah. But, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. They're two very different experiences. Yeah. Like, um, and 
I think that's what I crave, which is why I kind of like audition for theatre and do theatre every now and then because it's essentially scene work Yeah. because that's what you do in rehearsal. You work on scenes and you find things in the script, which then that process helps me be better at self-taping and then if I do book the gig, then I know how to do it, you know. Yeah. And I learned all that in theatre school. But um, that's why I probably do the theatre stuff. Yeah. And so that's where I find that sense of, Enrichment, because there used to be an amazing class called Cinerama. Did you yeah. ever go to that? I never did it, but I knew about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like on the cuffs of trying yeah. to get in to do the thing, and you know, and then it kind of kind of fizzled. Yeah, uh, and became the factory, and I think that's fizzling now. Um, and it's hard to sustain that kind of. Um, yeah. Wouldn't call it a program. To, to facilitate something like that, that's run by actors for actors, and I could drop in. It was, it was, that, that is where I did the most growing as an actor. Yeah, was, okay. So I was working with like, I was fresh out of acting school and I was working with like people who were like real working actors, you know, like, uh, oh my God, you felt something with them every mm, time because yeah. they were just so embodied and they're just, they just get it. They're just artists who are living, breathing this character. And so I think when you feel it, it's because you're working opposite someone else who is doing the same yeah and they're you. open like, to the connection they're they're looking for it in you yeah like they're they're not worried about my lines it's like i don't care if my lines drop because i understand what this scene is about and what i want from you in this scene yeah. so even if i drop my lines i know where to take the scene i know where it's going to go because intrinsically i understand what's going on here yeah you know what i mean like yeah yeah and yeah i think that's that's a lost art form with the way, and I shouldn't say it's lost art form, I feel like with with casting a lot of people who are, you know, insta-famous or, you know, celebrities or whatever else, sometimes they instinctually have it and that's why they use those people because they're just so natural in front of a camera yeah. because they're not trained and, you know what I mean, like and they're yeah. just instinctually. Yeah, I've seen musicians, like rappers and stuff that we've had on and just totally. like, just and be just I'm like, like, oh, like it's just I've never done yeah. anything at all yeah. and you just like give them a few things and you're just like, totally. yeah, just stay sort of in this realm and the camera's over here and just feed off yeah. that person. You're fine, bro. Yeah. You're a natural, totally. you know, like just go for it. Yeah. But um, that was part of the reason why I wanted to make the film that I'm doing so improvised and that, and I cast specifically actors that I knew wouldn't be afraid to not have a script Yeah. and that I knew could just make it look like real life. And I think that's, what's missing is the opportunity to be able to do that, yeah. you know. And there's definitely improv around, but a lot of the improv groups are all about just making people laugh, which is cool. Like, mm. I love that, yeah. you know, sort of that SNL vibe. But, um, yeah, I think if I could find somewhere that was all about scene work, I would totally go. Yeah. But I'm not really interested in doing any more, like, self-tape classes yeah yeah no I felt the same way like after coming out I was like yeah cool I learned some stuff it was fun mm-hmm. good to get you know in front of them do the thing um and just other ones that I've done before but it's seen classes are where I feel that yeah. and feel like I'm growing as well totally yeah and and doing the thing doing yeah. the films and that's where I went back to and went on that realm mm-hmm. after it because yeah I got a little down because I didn't feel like I did as well as what I know I could have done you know and yeah. that, and I did I got in that bit of a spiral in my head yeah. of it and 
went down and then had to come back up. But I think it was the natural progression of where yeah. I was at and needed to go through to get to the thing of the more fulfilling part of what I want yeah. to do and why I started doing this in the first place. It's just because yeah. I love to make films. Yeah. I love to do the thing. I love to connect with people and do that. So yeah. that's what I'm going to do. do. That. And I mean, yeah. that's what they all do in Hollywood. They all work with each other over and over exactly. and over again. Yeah, the same directors Sweet. have the same actors. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, yeah, and it matters a thing to have that... Um, not dependency, but uh, like you know, people are going to do the job, but also, yeah, you just, just like my yeah, you love working with the people. That's the <laughs> hey, best part. Dude, you're so funny. Like, let's work together. Yeah. On like the next ten films. <laughs> yeah, because the magic is captured either way, and yeah, I, I love improvised too. Like that's mm. that's it's really fun to just throw everything out the window and just do, and then you you you're automatically once you can let go, like if you've got that ability, then mm. you're really living in the moment straight totally. away, right? And it's so organic and it can just go anywhere. And sometimes it can be very stupid and maybe not yeah, quite where yeah. it needs to go, but Perfect. it's yeah. still fun doing it though, yeah. right? Like that's the best part. Totally. But, but yeah. yeah. That's why I was so excited to work with you when it was on Hard Knock Live when, oh, okay. when you got casted there. Sorry, <laughs> I still... I feel so embarrassed. Uh, uh, talk about going too far. Sorry. Oh, it was amazing. It's hilarious. <laughs> I still remember that because I just moved back to the sunny coast yeah. for Matt's footy. And I was like, oh, someone's making something on the coast. Cool. Okay. And I remember going to the library in that little room. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah, we, were, yeah. we actually did the audition like at like the reception area. Oh, I, I was, I did an audition for it. I got it because, yeah. Yeah. But like when oh. I got, I got a, maybe I got a callback or something for it, but I remember doing the scene with you. Yeah, we did it at in that like school. a library. Yeah, we did it at that school. Oh, was that yeah. us filming it? Yeah, I thought that, that was the audition. <laughs> well, I don't know because I wasn't in the audition. I had nothing to do oh, with the I casting process, but I know we shot it at that school. And the yeah. yeah, I just remember being in a library going, "This is so weird." I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure if you auditioned for it at oh, the start maybe or not. It was someone else that I did that bit with. But I, well, we definitely did it in in a in a um yeah like a library it was or an like office. A room and then the, yeah, there was like that a was computer. You, wasn't over, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone else. Yeah, no, that's where we we shot. Yeah, yeah that's oh, where okay. we filmed it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, and, that was over the top. Yeah, that was fun was though. My oh, you came in so hot. Yeah, it was so funny. I'm just like, oh my god, this is better than I could have hoped for. <laughs> and because I like my character is very reserved in the scene, yeah. and I'm just like. <laughs> and the more you pulled back, I was like, yeah, this yeah, is oh, fun. Yeah, yeah, you really you went for it and so got on my face. Yeah. Oh, it was so fun. Oh, that was like probably back before like the Weinstein stuff where like you didn't really ask permission. I was just like, I'm just going to surprise you. <laughs> yeah, because oh, yeah, you like, started taking off your shirt, yeah, right? I was like, and, now yeah. he's like, so do you mind if I touch you? I'm like, yeah, I whatever. I feel like some of that's gone too far. But yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was like obviously before all that even happened. So it was just like, surprise! Just gonna like get off in your ground. Oh man, it was so funny. And I think even the kid that was acting in the scene with us was just like, like, just played for his character. He didn't know what to do either. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, dude, I don't know either. She's crazy. Sorry in advance. <laughs> oh God. But that's great to not ask permission because then you get the natural reactions totally. out of it too. And then you can just go with that into the scene. And it was just, you know, it couldn't have been yeah. any better for yeah. that. But yeah, you certainly bring the crazy that's in that hilarious. One. How did that series go? I never actually got to, was, was there a premiere? Yeah, they did do one up the coast. Honestly, um, it turned out a lot better than what I thought it was going (laughs) to, you know, when that's fun when that happens because you're there for so many scenes and doing it. We did six episodes of that. Um, And it was over a lot of times. We did a lot of pickups and things like that. It was like, it was definitely dragged out over a period of time and you're just like, 
I'm not even sure what we did anymore, yeah. you know, and then it gets cut together and you're pre- pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. in a room full of people too, might I add, and yeah. I'm sitting with my mate and we're like, how do you reckon this is going to go? I'm like, dude, I don't know, but let's just sit back and just no expectations, yeah. which is what I take to anything mm-hmm. that um, I'm watching in a film. I just want to, you know, I'm just yeah. going to be entertained and enjoy it and mm-hmm. we'll see where we come out the other side of it, you know. Because you go in with expectations. I think that's the thing that can damn you in any film I mean, you're I, watching. I, or I always go in hoping that I'm good. <laughs> yeah, well, that too, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's, yeah. I, I more that. mean something you watch as in a film like oh, that you're consuming yeah, yeah. yourself. I thought you going to watch yourself. But no, like, that, oh, oh, God, that's a whole nother. I get so nother, nervous. I'm like sweaty palms. Oh, yeah, that's a whole nother kettle of fish. I'm like, and if I'm sitting with Matt, I'm like, I know in the story where my scene's coming up, I yeah, like squeeze just, his leg and I'm like, it's coming. Because you're okay for the first few minutes, right? When you know, when you're a little bit out and then you're like, it's coming, it's coming. Oh my God, there away, it is. Just clenching slightly, just waiting for it to come on. It's just, it's such oh. a thing that you get better at though, right? Well, the, I know there's a lot of people that don't like watching themselves. Yeah, Have you got better? I don't love it. Yeah. I'm very critical, very yeah. critical. Yeah, me too, yeah. Yeah, I think most artists are. But um, then you get bit, like once you, you can take yourself out to a certain extent, take mm, yourself out of it and you are high, like highly mm, critical, you can see where you can improve. But always mm, that can be detrimental too true. if it goes the other way. Mm. Um, I, I often sort of um, watch things and think, well, what I do is like if I've had a day on set, um. I often then on the drive home think about all the different ways that I wish I'd done yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like depending on the budget, I mean, even like some of these bigger ones that I've been on, like it was literally two takes. You get to and it, I was like, yeah. Don't you want do you want more? And like it was film, not and even you, TV. Like TV, I'm used to it being super snappy and like, yeah. you know, two takes, that's it, moving on. I'm like, my line was wrong. Well, whatever we're gonna get well, get it in ADR. It around it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I so I think about on the drive home going, ah, oh, I should have, that would have been really funny or oh, that would have been like more truthful or bleh, you know, on the way home. And then so by the time I get to see it, I forget what it was that I did because it's been so long. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that was all right. You know, like yeah. whereas once upon a time I used to cringe, whereas now I'm like, oh, no, that was all right, you know. Um even like that Hood Safari trailer. I mean, again, that's not really a character I would normally play. So yeah. I guess my biggest thing is like I know when I was doing that, those scenes, I was in it. Like I was really messy and like um, I was not a very nice human being in those scenes. And but watching it back, I'm like, is that, does that come across though or does it does it look like it doesn't fit on me? Do you know what I mean? Like so yeah. I'm kind of... Yeah. But I, I think if you felt that way when you're doing it, that's always well, a good sign. Well, that's what sign. you hope, right? You hope that that carries. Yeah. Um, and then I think I just can't trust my own judgment when I watch myself back. Yeah. Because I'm always going to be super critical. Highly critical, yeah, yeah. And um, I think that's pretty normal for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like even self-tapes lately, I'm like, I just can't. There's some that I'll watch back and go, <laughs> It's funny, I, as I've gotten older, I've really lent into comedy. Like I really enjoy comedy. I think that's more just what I want to do. Like I love directing the drama stuff with other people. I don't really enjoy conjuring up those kind of feelings anymore. you are a good dramatic actress. I have access to all of that, yeah. Yeah, But um, I don't enjoy it like I enjoy 
yeah. comedy. I love playing the straight man and like saying the stupidest things but really seriously yeah. and making people laugh and then not laughing. Like I love staying in that. Like and so those tapes I'll watch back and go, that's really good. You know, I'm, I'm really good. <laughs> yeah. They should cast me. I'm really good in this. Yeah. But like anything kind of um, girl next door or like more dramatic, I really struggle to watch myself. I think because now all I see is me aging. <laughs> yeah, it's a and thing. And I'm just like, oh. Like, whereas at least when you're like being funny and silly, no one's looking at like if you're pretty or if yeah. you're young or if you're old. It's like yeah. you just look like a fucking idiot. That's yeah. hilarious. And I think I find safety in that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, because I'm actually like struggling with the whole aging process and kind of feeling irrelevant and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I don't know whether that's just because of what I do for work or whether like being in the industry or whether that would be who I am regardless. Maybe that's just who I am regardless. I'm just shallow and <laughs> no, I think <laughs> insecure I think about my we appearance. All, we all go through that part of it. Um, mm. I feel a little, started to feel a little bit that way myself. Mm when I went through a dad role the other day and oh, it's the first God. one I've ever had I've to do. I've been which going I, for those for 10 years, yeah, babes, you're which, right. Which I don't mind. I don't mind, but I'm just like, oh, I oh. said it to the boys, like we got a bit of a group, a yeah. few of us that were down shooting on that Nautilus show. I was oh, like, yeah. guys, I just went for my first dad role. Like I've reached that point and they're like laughing because they're actually dads and they've like, oh, been doing right. it, they're a little bit older than me. Yeah. But they're just like, yeah, no, they're giving me shit, but it's funny. But yeah. I was just like, oh, okay, we've reached that point because usually I was the guy next door or whatever yeah. and it was just, all I had, you know, you just have to smile and do your thing, you yeah. know, and whatever it is. And it's just like, you look in the mirror and you're like, okay, like, I, you know, the looks last for a while, but it's just like when you smile, you get some of the wrinkles yeah. come out. And I'm just like, shit, I've got, and I've been, yeah, thinking about that a bit lately. Yeah. <laughs> just gone, I'm probably not gone through it yet, but I'm just like starting to, cusp. yeah, <laughs> I'm just starting to Brace yourself. <laughs> think about that stuff as well. But I think, we all do and we hit it at different times, mm. right? And and it's definitely um, aggravated, for lack of a better word, from the mm. industry that we're in yeah. as well of, of a constant thing of looking good, right? Oh, and like yeah. how many people you get the makeup and you get all this thing and like mm. there's like a lot of older actors playing these still these younger know, roles and you're just like, it's not quite selling it yeah, for me anymore. Like, um, But it, that, I mean, it's just the industry. But I think what you lean in, I mean, you, you're taking on other characters and that's why you do the thing, you know, mm. like that's what you get fun out of. Like, and as yeah. long as you're having fun, that's the main thing, yeah. right? But I think once you're, um, you know, you're tapping, you start to find your lane and what you enjoy more and tap into because you you seem like like you can, you know, you bring the crazy and do mm. the crazy eccentric roles, but it feels like that's like your inner play child like coming oh, yeah, out of what me. they want to do. And I think... That's the little girl me. Yeah, yeah that's, and th I think that's great because I can totally see you doing all that stuff, but I've seen you do the dramatic work mm. as well and just been like, whoa, you know? Mm. And, you know, I recently watched your reel just before and, mm. and stuff like that and you said it was old, but I'm just like, you just got it there. you've got mm. all the the wells to tap into you know yeah but this if that's not fun anymore <laughs> like I yeah. feel like it was fun when I was younger because yeah. I was like look at me but I now can... you've lived dramatic stuff you oh, know like so yeah. it's I so mean I... sure you can tap back into it if you need to and that's part of being mm. an actress obviously mm -hmm. or actor or whatever but mm. um but now you're like okay maybe I'm you know like you were having you wanted those roles maybe before as totally, well, yeah, you yeah. Know, but now you're finding. Now I just want to laugh. Life yeah. is so serious, and like, I don't know. I just, yeah, I just want to do fun things. Yeah, that's it. 
And we can end on that note if you like. Oh, cute. Just doing the yeah, fun things. Just want to do fun things. Find the love in it. Just keep moving forward. Yeah. It's been awesome having you on. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm glad we, we finally got we to do it. We went on a whole lot of different tangents. Oh, we did. Sorry for all the waffle. Th- that's the best part about it. I mean, we almost did two hours just then, Holy basically. Heck. So, and I, I was going to ask a little more on the. Um, I don't know what that it was. was. Not my phone. <laughs> it's like on. a foghorn or something. Yeah, well, again. Stop. We seem dramatic. I don't know. Um, no, about um, the cult and stuff like that that you were oh, in. But I, th- I that's feel that's a whole other thing. Oh, I'll no. send you the pitch document. Oh yeah, <laughs> that I feel I'm just like no. We're going on a no, beautiful yeah. pathway with everything else, and yeah. it's got it's got all the good things of all the turns and and finding out about you and everything that mm. how you took and what you want to what you're going for now, what mm. you're experiencing next, and you've been very open and honest, and oh, and okay. I love that, and that's what that's what it's about, and people get a lot from this. I know oh, that. I hope so. I hope it's not just me waffling. No, no, it's great. <laughs> I always find these therapeutic too, by the way. <laughs> oh, I hope so. I yeah. was like, oh, God, like who wants to listen to me talk about <laughs> whatever I have to say? Look, I thoroughly enjoyed it, so I know Aww. other people will and get a lot from it. So, yeah, nice. thanks for coming on, Candice. And I, I look for forward me. to seeing the film and everything else yeah, you're doing. Yeah, well, look, the goal is Cannes. We want to go to Cannes Film Festival. I have an amazing cinematographer. Um, so, yeah, we're dreaming big. Yeah. That's good. And that's what we do. Yeah. I love it. We'll see. We will. Thanks for having me. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> I was going to say something else. <laughs> what were you going to say? I don't know. Are you going to edit that bit out? No, <laughs> I'm going to keep it. <laughs> we end on a laughing note. That's good. Classic. Right, guys. That's us. We're out. Bye.